Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That's how we get this going. Look at that. (laughs) Three faces up here. Live on Philly Voice. Barrett Brooks, Super Bowl champion, Harry Mays, longtime radio vet. I'm I'm here. I fit in somehow, some way. And this is the middle. And we welcome everybody. Philadelphia, we welcome you to a different type of program that you'll hear Monday through Friday, 11 to 1 p.m. So bookmark the page. Bookmark your time. Everybody's still, a lot of us, working from home, so no excuses. You can take a break. You can take lunch. You can walk the dog and have us up on the phone. You're driving around. Maybe you are still working, driving for work. You can connect the phone via Bluetooth, aux cord, any way. There's no excuse right now. None whatsoever. This program, zero. And even the Sports Map app, which I downloaded on my phone over the weekend. Well, this is the beauty of what, what's about to happen. Before we look at this Eagles team, and we have some local opportunity each and every part of the show at the top of the hour, but in a couple of minutes, we'll technically break and then be rejoined by the great Sports Map Radio Network, mm-hmm. where you will be able to hear everything across the country on that radio network. So, yes, Harry, we have two shows, all one generating from the same spot on Philly Voice and Sports Map Radio. But all of that aside, because I know it's day one and we'll continue to pound everything going on, I, I can't do Moral Victory Monday. So, Barrett, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that you've ever had a moral victory in your life on the field, but I can't do bo- moral victories today. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm too upset at the season to have a moral victory. I, I can't do it either. I mean, in all actuality, what I saw out there was Carson getting his ass kicked and still fighting back. Right. I'm all good with that. But come on, man. When you got a second, third, fourth team offensive lineman playing for you, starting for you, and at the end of the day, playing consistently for you, what do you expect? I mean, it was like it's the second best defense, and they took turns at teeing off. Calais Campbell, we said we just sent him to another Pro Bowl. Even though he was going to go anyway, we sent him to another one. He was killing us, man. Uh, Brown. They should have left Brown working with Brown. You know what I'm saying? He should have been he should have been delivering packages because he definitely, definitely got Carson's head knocked off a couple of times yesterday. Well, I've got it up on my green screen. My green screen arrived, Aton and Barrett. This is now like a professional studio for not only audio but video, too. And the picture behind me is Carson Wentz with a Raven linebacker on his back because that was the picture that, to me, that defined the day. Carson got hit, what, 16 times yesterday. He was sacked six times. He's been sacked 25 times this season, which leads the NFL, guys. At this rate, he's not going to last the season. And no, you talk about gutting it out and, and really putting his team. He not only had the Ravens on his back, he put his entire team on his back and almost pulled off the improbable were it not for some crazy two-point conversion call that I know we're going to discuss uh, towards the end of that game. I'm still trying to figure out what the hell they were trying to do. 
But huh. you, you brought it up, Barrett. They've used 13 different offensive linemen already and 21 different starters on offense. Harry, impossible. for the most part, for, yeah. for, 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 you know, 10 of my 12 years that I played in the NFL, we only had 11 guys on the roster as offensive linemen. We only had 11 offensive linemen. That's the most ever we had was 11. You had five guys that started. Then you had the backups who were the guys that were playing on the, the scout team or or, or, or guys on the practice squad. Yeah. But to, to really have that many guys kicking his tail, they were wrong for that, man. Well, they has, you, has, wrong for has that. your phone <laughs> rang yet, Barrett? Because to me, you can still play. <laughs> and, and look, you might be moved around at this point based off commitment. So you might have to pull a Jason Peters if they bring you in as a guard. Next thing they know, they're asking you to play tackle. But let me ask you this quick, quick question. Who has had more rotations, different rotations in the past two years, Doug Peterson or Brett Brown? <laughs> You're Good absolutely question. right. I mean, come on, man. I mean, even from management to players to coaches, I mean, we got about a thousand um, offensive coaches in there also. And then to add, we brought guys off the street. This guy was on our, our squad for three weeks and he started this game. Toth was a, was a, 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 a military school guy. And he's one of those guys, he had to play at like two, I was a line at 250, never pass blocked in his life. And he played substantial time yesterday. But by the I mean, way, you can't ask that, man. Right. You can't ask that of him. I mean, Toth right. is a great offensive lineman name, though. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to have the name of Toth, you can't be a quarterback, right? That's right, not exactly. a quarterback name. Toth, no, no. the old the old lineman. It sounds like he's got, like, no teeth, right? He's got <laughs> tattoos right. and be a beard. Toth, like, perfect. The old... Uh, mark you would have like it would actually look like a train track if you got stitches yeah you got cut yeah, yeah. Not, it's not a halloween costume it's a real him exactly yeah <laughs> frankenstein stitches that you would have on your face look we'll, we'll talk about this and more we'll be joined coming up by sports map radio we'll be able to kind of dip in each and every time ron culver will be our producer back there and you know you can even hear we can always sneak in and hear, You're looking you know, what's happening in the background like that. So we'll we'll jump in with the network and talk a lot about that game because, look, now, and I know it's happening on the flip side. We don't necessarily care so much about it right now, first thing. But, you know, the Eagles are going to be used as more of an example, ammunition, if you will, to talk down the Ravens as being a bad team. But we do have to talk about specifically not just what happened around the NFL, folks, but that awful play call at the end, just everything that had broken down for the Eagles. And the good news, guys, is that I've taken care of it and I've conditioned our our audience on the Sports Map Radio Network to be prepared for Mondays to have a lot of bitching and moaning and complaining after losses. And now at 1-4-1, and one, there's a lot to do that with. So we'll be joined by the Sports Map Radio Network. You're listening to The Middle for Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, Aton Shander. We're not going anywhere. And look at this, you know, one thing that we have to look at specifically across the board in the NFL is how close it got, how tight things were, and a couple of major storylines that pop. Now, you know me, Aton Shander, joined by two co-hosts in Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays, Super Bowl champion. Barrett Brooks and longtime radio veteran Harry Mays, who you are more than familiar with here on the network. All right, fellas. Well, you know us. We're always focused on our Philadelphia Eagles team. First and foremost, it was a brutal ending 
to a game. But here's what I'd say. At least it wasn't just us. We got to see Ron Rivera blow a, a final attempt as well to win a game and actually lose it. Eagles come up short. It was a crazy weekend, to say the least, Barrett. Oh, no question. I mean, you had everything, all the drama. You know, uh, you had a Steelers team that lost their first-round draft pick from last year. I mean, Devin Bush was – I mean, he could play, man. He's gone for the season. It, and it's, it's kind of status quo in the NFL right now. Look at all the injuries that these teams are having right now. I mean, not just, you know, but substantial stars are, 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 you know, getting hurt. And at this point, next man up is – it's becoming a common theme, but we have nobody else to bring up. And, you know, just look at the Giants. I mean, look how bad our division is. The Giants have the same amount of victories we do. Yeah. They got a win yesterday. You know, they played the, the, same the team amount. in Washington, who right. the Eagles lost to in week one. And now you got the Giants on the schedule for next week, next two weeks, Giants and Cowboys, and then the bye week. Brutal. Pretty, pretty big. Well, this you know, be 500 before they finish with six wins. It's crazy how the schedule swings. <laughs> really, it really it, it's crazy how much this thing swings. All right. We've got whatever happened at the end of games. We'll talk about the Eagles failure, the Washington failure. Oh, by the way, the Bye. Patriots had to be the biggest worst loss of the weekend, right? No, no, no. I, I, I think the uh, the Green Bay loss was pretty big, you know, but, you know, hey, Brady went to go shake his hand, but not. Not That's our right. boy Foles. He shook no. his hand, though. He's a sore loser, man. But, hey, when you're the GOAT, you can do hey, what you want to do. Foles ain't no Aaron Rodgers, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> there is something to that. There That'd is. be like, I'm, I'm not shaking Toth's hands, but I'll shake <laughs> I'll shake Munoz's hand. That's like, right, like, right, like right. a guy like Munoz equal to Toth. Come no. on. No, that that is true. That is true. What the hell were they doing at the end of the game? What, what the hell was that? Man, you got the Eagles? Eagles? Why? Yeah. Why is he giving it to Bart Scott? Not Bart Scott. Uh, Boston <laughs> Scott. Boston, Boston Scott. Yeah. Well, I mean, he also he, putting on this. I can't wait. I'm seeing it all on Twitter for the show leading up to it, where we got that GIF of Bart Scott. Yeah. Yelling, can't oh, wait. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. So I that was that's, that was a great. That's a that's a great great man, bro. Can't wait. I mean, he just he just keeps walking through. Can't wait. No, but I mean, I, I heard that he, you know, he made a radio appearance uh, today that he always does after games, and he said basically that he ran out of plays. That that was the last play he had on the chart, and it's like, man, maybe in hindsight, I should have called a timeout because he had a timeout to to burn. Yeah, it's the biggest play of the game. Well, no, that, that's true. You know, but hey, to his defense, I mean, if we really want to get into it and talk about it, it's his job, yes, to call calls, but that play should have worked. I mean, even with dump truck, I, I got to stop calling him dump truck. Boston Scott. Because to me right now, I mean, just being honest, somebody didn't come back in shape. Somebody didn't come back ready to ball this year. Boston Scott is too heavy. He's lost his quickness. He's not explosive anymore because he's too fat right now. And, and this is a fat guy talking about a fat guy. Come on, man. But <laughs> you, you, sound like my wife. you sound like my wife talking about me. <laughs> I've lost but my I, quickness. I'm too fat. I, well, see, I can accept it, man. You know what I'm saying? I played with guys like, you know, Jerome Bettis, you know, who are heavy back, but they were still explosive. He right. doesn't have any explosive right now. He doesn't have that get up and go like he had last year. And that's what they were banking on. But yesterday, that play should have worked. And I'm going to tell you why it didn't. It's all about execution of the play. And you got to put it on Malata. Jordan messed up on the block. Jordan had on that play backside. You yeah. got to leave the last man. You know, so we call it leave one. You got to leave one backside because that's the side they're going to option off. Of. They're going to option on the last man on the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. So since 
the guard was covered, the tackle was covered, and there was a, a, a linebacker outside. You got to block that in, Jordan Mailata. Block the end. If he blocks the end, and then you turn around, you have Herbert block that tackle. I'm going to tell you the truth. I think they walk in. I think it's easy there because now you're opting off that outside guy. Because we're going to be back but with the network. So hold that thought here. As you know, one, one thing to think about is looking specifically at how that game ended and pointing to a couple of guys who in Boston, Scott, have kind of flown under the radar and Jordan Maialata, who has gotten a ton of praise after his first couple of games. And then this might be one of those in which, you know, you kind of look back and ask this question. So scratching beneath the surface, here we are. It's the second level on the sports map radio network presented by rocket mortgage from the O'Reilly auto parts studios. Here's Aton Shander alongside Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays locked in the middle. And let's look across the board. We have some time now to stretch out. All right. This is that first big segment of the hour where we can stretch our arms and kind of look at, some things going on. You mentioned Tampa Bay, Green Bay, as far as the game that provided the biggest shock, maybe the biggest loss. I talked about New England real quick going into the break about losing to Denver at home. And we really, we had those two awful finishes. If you look at it from Washington and Philadelphia, where they were so close, two point conversion, one to tie in Philadelphia, the other to win the game with Washington. But Outside of that, if you just look at a couple, I mean, every game had a storyline this week. And this is what I love about, you know, that middle part of the NFL is every game had a storyline. And you're starting to get into that meat middle of the season, even though a couple of teams had to push a game or two back. We've got two games tonight, so we can't get out of here without talking about daytime football on a Monday. But I think at least for us, and we've talked about this a little bit this hour on the stream, you should be watching, you know, phillyvoice.com slash the middle is the easiest way to consume this program. You can watch, listen that way. And I I think for me, at least outside of our own frustrations, I was surprised to hear you Barrett say that green Bay was a bigger loss of a bigger shock than new England. I, I thought having Cam Newton back healthy, being at home, drew lock or drew luck. I don't care. Right. Somebody come Andrew luck. It doesn't matter. Like that Denver team was not great. To lose that game was pretty pretty bad. Now, to be fair, all of us saw on national television Aaron Rodgers turn into a pumpkin for about, I don't know, 30 minutes on the field. So I right. <laughs> yeah, I was a little surprised, that's all. He actually turned the ball over. I didn't think that was possible. Three straight he- possessions they stopped him. That had to be the first time all year, Harry. Right. Yeah, no doubt about it. Now, somebody had the Buccaneers plus one on this show. Oh, is and that what? Yes, I will. I will take my credit for that. <laughs> uh, but you talk about you know you know Green Bay kind of looking normal and looking like a like a team that can be beaten, and they were beaten badly yesterday. Uh, really good performance out of the Bucks defense. Brady wasn't great in no. any stretch. He was efficient, but he, it wasn't like he was wowing anybody. Uh, the biggest thing about him was, like you mentioned, he shook hands at the end of the game because yep. you know, that got more attention. Uh, you know, with Brady and and Foles a couple of weeks ago, than the actual games do. It's it's amazing what people latch on to, Aton. I know you're big on all that too. Like the day after, what and people are talking about this fight now at Lincoln Financial Field more than they're talking about the game. You well, know, a maybe, couple of drunk knuckleheads get together and beat somebody up. Maybe because those guys put out more fight than we've seen this Eagles team consistently each and every week. Now I don't know what happened. What happened? There was an actual fist fight. Yes, you did not see the video. 
No, no I, I, I heard wrong. about it. I didn't see it. Oh yeah, yeah some guy in a Wentz jersey was now. above above these uh, the other guys and comes down a couple of rows going over the, the chairs and just starts hauling off on this dude. And then another guy jo- joined in. It was a melee. I don't even know if the guy was a Ravens fan that got his, his ass beat. I'm not wow, even sure. Man. And all this COVID going around and they just want to transfer yeah, fluids like blood and everything. Else. What right. are you doing, man? Come on now. <laughs> that's, a, that's our fans. Yeah, you like it or not, we, we love our fans. That's what yeah, but here's, here's what I'm curious about, right, is why in the world are we looking at Ravens fans in that stadium? Like, how did they get in? How right. Guys get in? There was only like, what, 7,500 fans allowed, period, right? Well, actually, it was only like 5,500, like 5,500 oh, 5, fans, okay. you know, that they were allowed in. You have to have, you know, um, if you look at it, they said that they were going to have, you know, including staff there, uh, the players, mm-hmm. the players' families, they were only going to have probably have about you know seven thousand people in the stadium. Period, and then you got to worry about the workers and all this and all that. So it was about fifty five hundred to six thousand fans. But I mean, at the end of the day, they could still make a difference. They'll let you know if they're not pleased, you know, because you know how we are as far as right. fans here in Philadelphia. But I mean, you know, we got to keep our, you know, our, 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 you know, our rep going. We just got to make it happen, man. We got to keep our rep going. Okay, here's the thing. I understand that there was a fight, right? But let's look at this across the board. You've got, we talked about this before we kind of morphed into this new program. It was brought up on on these airways is my point. I remember bringing this up specifically because there was the concept of how much it would cost for you to sell your tickets to an opposing fan base. And if that's the case, I can't imagine that Eagles fans were fighting to that extent risking their absence and can further, you know, keeping away, if not exile from the stadium. So clearly these were Ravens fans that snuck in somehow, right? <laughs> I can assume so. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe some guy said something about somebody's girlfriend. I don't, I don't even know. But the point is, it's like that's that's kind of more the, the discussion in some cases than Doug Peterson's lousy call on, you know, two point conversion or the fourth and one sneak. Everybody in the world knew that was going to be a Carson Wentz sneak on fourth and one in the first half. Right. I mean, at the end of half debacle really ended up costing them this game. They came away with zero points. There was so Miles Sanders needs to make that catch. I know it's not an easy catch, but he's got to make that catch it was in his hands. I don't you know. know. Right. Oh, you're right, man. Catches. Hightower. I mean, it was brutal. Like, the, yeah. You know, the Philadelphia Eagles covered that football game, and it was a big spread to cover that game. So, Another winner. <laughs> exactly. So from, from a betting standpoint, if you want to look at it from a bigger picture, that was a pretty big win. But, yes, on the field, this team is an atrocious 1-4-1. One, one. Washington had nothing to lose, absolutely nothing to lose, and I commend them for going for it on a situation where why why kick a tie and go to play for overtime when your season has been over from the jump yes you beat philadelphia week one but that doesn't offer you much so ron rivera i love that call i i love it and now again we saw this with the the texans we saw this where the texans had a fourth and one on the goal line Mm -hmm. and decided to go for it up three points or pardon me up one point they decided to go for it not kick the field goal either way if you kick the field goal or if you go for it on fourth and one and score, the team still needs to score a touchdown in order to tie it right. well, or win. Well, wouldn't you know that that same mentality of going for it on fourth and one, of course, they get the touchdown to Sean Watson. They sneak in and then all of a sudden it's, well, we have to go for two, right? If you go for two, you're up by nine. That mm-hmm. game out of reach. They miss it. Go to overtime. 
Derrick Henry destroys people. He is a man. I'll tell you, he's to me, he's a front runner for the MVP right now. No, it's no question. I mean, I mean they're I, five and oh, another 90 yard run. Tannehill? Well, yeah, I saw some headlines saying Tannehill's like the, the leader, but I mean, quarterback. yeah, because it's a quarterback league. I get that. But Derrick Henry accounted for what 264 combined yards yesterday, Ridiculous. 212 of it on the ground, and two touchdowns, and including that big 94 yard run. He is a monster. I'm not getting in the way. If I'm a football player, I'm not tackling that guy. Bro, when no. I stand next to him, I stood next to him like uh, probably a year and a half ago. I stood next to him, and he was every bit looking like a, a defensive lineman, mm-hmm. you know, standing next to me. Like, I'm, I'm a big dude. I'm six five and a half, uh, 340 pounds, 350 pounds. He looked every bit as big as me, but he had cuts, muscles everywhere. Bro, he right. looked like a Greek god or something, man. And he's just a quiet dude wow. just going about his business, just mauling people, man. Yeah, that's the beauty of it, right, is that he right. does come across so unassuming. For being such a big guy, he comes across. And then, remember, this is a short week for them where we just saw him. There, there was a whole new element of GIF created, meme created, where he just threw a man. Like, he physically <laughs> threw a man. And then he came back, and he had two huge war. You know, I'm actually more and more sold by both of you guys that's – Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, and Aton Shander. It's the middle here on Sports Map Radio, Philly Voice as well. Now, here's the thing. I'm looking at it. Adrian Peterson, 2012, and then you go back to LT in 2006, Sean Alexander. It's a little different of a league back then. Where what, was, non-quarterbacks to win? I'm just talking about yeah. running backs to win. But, yes, oh. those are, they are also non-quarterbacks to win. Everybody else is a quarterback before they, you go back to Marshall in 2000. But this could be... You know, think about it. This could be the year. Patrick Mahomes isn't dominating this conversation. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's stats don't support a true conversation about it. Josh Allen fell off a little bit. Russ is there. Aaron Rodgers, despite a bad game, but, you know, we're prisoners of the moment. So Rodgers would still right. linger. And then I think, I mean, I think you kind of have to count Ryan Tannehill, right? Just in the conversation? Yeah, he's in the conversation, I guess. They're a 5-0 and football team. I mean, they, they, they got Pittsburgh coming up this next week. That's the game of the week. Great game. Great yeah. game. But you, you can't you can't count Russ out, man. And no. I mean, look what he's doing. This is ridiculous. You yeah. don't care who he puts out there. He's going to find a way to win. His his defense is just okay. But he just makes he makes things happen, man. He's, he's having an MVP year also. Well, what right. would his record be if he had Fulgham, Ward, and Kroom? As his receivers. How about this Kroom guy? I didn't even know he was on the freaking roster and he catches a touchdown. People were thinking he was on the sidelines and just walked onto the field. Right, right, right. They wouldn't have got him out the stands. Right. (laughs) Let me tell you this. So yesterday I'm doing this show and and I do a four to six, like an NFL live show for NFL Rush, it's called here on SportsMap Radio. So I'm on four to six PM. And normally I'm on as the one o'clock games end. So the game is coming to an end. And there's a great producer who works on the other end, Andrew, Andrew Carlson. And we're talking about this game because I needed it to go over. I needed it to go over 46 and a half. So I'm waiting for late scores. Give me late scores. And he's like three or four seconds ahead of me. And he's talking about somebody named Kroom. And I assume he's talking about another game. And I ask him, wait a second, what game are you watching? (laughs) (laughs) Who is this Kroom and what roster is he on? Bro, he was sitting there. He this was sitting there for like 15 minutes, like, hey, I'm open. Hey, I'm look at me. Look at and it was so bad that the defenders didn't even know who he was. No, no. They, they thought didn't. he was just a guy off the street, also. Like, he, he's definitely not gonna throw to him. 
No. We don't. He wasn't even on our, our game plan as far as you know. Who he was a non-factor. And oh what God. does he do? Catch the, another great catch. Yeah, I can't even believe it. The guy's throwing to people that he doesn't even know. Mm -hmm. This has to be the first time in the history of the NFL that on a weekly basis, fans are being introduced to who's out there playing football. Right. I, I can't. I can't imagine a team has been more hurt than the Philadelphia Eagles, except maybe the last two years of the Philadelphia Eagles. Right, right. I mean, a, Super Bowl a, year. A close, a close second would be the Chargers are pretty much hurt every year, and the Redskins have a lot of injuries every year, it seems. Well, Washington but, is always yeah. – yeah, but see, that's the thing is, I think what's masked in that, Harry, is Washington is never expected to do anything. True. So yeah. it's almost like, oh, why even talk about their injuries? But this, my goodness, is, is something else. All right. We've got a lot to get to here. You're listening to The Middle alongside Super Bowl champion Barrett Brooks, longtime radio veteran Harry Mays. I'm Aton Shander. More to come. Philly Voice as well. Now, one thing to look at here is we've got three minutes to kind of play with is just going back to our game, right? Just mm -hmm. going back to our game. I, you mentioned, Barrett, Maialata blowing that last play do you think he had a good game overall he balled this game <laughs> but it was that one mistake at the end that one mistake that one bad he just it, it, it's an assign it's a blown assignment and nobody really knows that nobody really understands it i understand it because i i i, I know the playbook i know the plays and because i i Nobody's saying anything to him because at this point they don't know that it was his fault. And coach is not going to throw him under the bus. You know, he said it kind of a little bit saying, you know, guys, you know, just didn't execute the play. He was talking about Jordan on that play. He should have blocked that in because he left, they left two guys free. And that's why the play didn't work. And then dump truck is just too damn fat to even do anything, man. Come on, man. You can't come back. You you Why think you, you already made it. Young man, you know, he's he's out here. He wouldn't even make a team elsewhere due to so certain. why would you come back out of shape? He is not in shape, man. He is not ready to rock. He was that bad. He was that poor out of shape. Bro, we need to make a comparison. Look at him last year. Look how explosive he was. Look how quick he was. And look at him now. He's like almost perfectly round, bro. Well, I mean, you know, he wasn't on anybody's radar last year as far as the defensive coordinators. They're like, we don't have to account for this guy. Who is he? No, they still no. don't have to account for him now. <laughs> no, not at all. All right, let's step aside. You're watching the middle, courtesy of the great people at Fritz and B and Cooley, the Fritz and B and Cooley studio. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. 
Uh, it's the middle here, and we'll get back to as you hear Sports Map Radio. Here's our buddy Scotty Farrell. A little promo for Scott. You remember Pharrell there, mate? Oh, yeah. Just give me a little sandwich, a little horseradish on there, you know? <laughs> Shake it up. I love that guy. He goes back, man. All right, here we go. You're listening to The Second Level on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios with way more than the scores. Here's Aton Shander. All right, alongside Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, it's the middle. Now, we've brought up a couple of major storylines so far, that Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers disappointment. What happened with the final two minutes, two plays, if you will, with Washington, New York. I, I don't know how I can be expected to take, even that MVP conversation, now looking at where Russell lies in it, it's going to be kind of hard even with Derrick Henry, and I think maybe the stigma of a running back is going to hurt him even now where we see AP win it eight years ago. But I just – I don't know all of the talk about that AFC East and the top two teams, top two teams. Yes, I know Buffalo got manhandled by the Titans, and we just saw how good Tennessee is pulling that last-second overtime victory off. But also recognize that they have a huge matchup tonight – against Kansas City, they could very well lose two straight when you look at it. Even still, I don't know how we can take New England. Like, how am I supposed to take New England seriously after a loss like that yesterday to Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos, who didn't even have anybody truly stand out and dominate them? Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's a bad loss. Uh, on, but the, but they had they had a really bad week, too, with the whole virus situation up there. Well, I think Tennessee didn't. They what's did. that? Tennessee beat the living you-know-what out of the Bills <laughs> coming off of like a week and a half of COVID issues. Yeah, that's right. true. And that, that, that's the benefit of a, of a big horse running back that you can you can fall <laughs> back and rely on there. I mean, this guy, Derek Henry's like right out of the 80s. Like, you know, he's old school. It's like giving the ball to John Riggins 25 times a game. You know what's going to happen, right? Well, all I'm going to say is this. Philly's finest, Temple grad. Is the reason why they won that game. What's his name? McManus. Oh, Kicker yeah. for Brandon uh, McManus. Yeah. <laughs> he, the he's the one. What'd you say? That's the only scores they got. That's right. right. He, he kicked all the field. He won the game for him. Yeah. Philly's finest. There you go. We got to give him props. He went to North Penn. <laughs> did he? Yes. <laughs> yes, he did. Show. This is like a, a true lineage. I thought maybe he dipped his toe in the city. And right. went to Temple, but he's from from here. he's from from here. Yes, I, I think the starting right tackle was played with him at uh, North Penn also for uh, the 49ers, didn't he? Is play that right? Also? I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, the 49ers, 49ers, uh, right tackle, starting right tackle right now. No, we're talking about Penn North, not Donald Penn. <laughs> right, right okay. Him. Didn't no, Donald no. Penn have that huge hat to protect his head? No, that yes. was Steve Wallace. That was what? Steve Wallace. Yeah, Donald Penn ended his career with. Uh, the Washington football team. He was there last year. Is that right? You're yeah. talking about McGlinchey, aren't you? No. Oh, yeah, McGlinchey. Yeah, McGlinchey. Yeah, he went to Notre Dame. 49ers, went to, yeah. I think he's the Penn Charter guy, isn't he? Oh, Penn Charter. I think that's he right. went to Penn, Penn Charter. Charter. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. This is Penn about the, the only thing compelling going on right now with that New England team is that they lost to a bunch of guys to, from Penn Charter. <laughs> <laughs> they could not outscore Brandon McManus. Hey, don't worry about it. Cam Newton says there's no reason to panic. Okay. 
I'm not even panicking. Like I've skipped panic. I've just mm. given up. How are we supposed to take this team seriously? They even when Cam looks good, there's still something different, and it's just not clicking. I'm not blaming Cam. Don't get me wrong. I'm not putting this on Cam Newton, especially a guy who was out and missed a game, and we saw how painful that team is without him. But I think this is just me personally. I think what's happened is we got so accustomed to one guy being able to make it work with names that we just didn't know. And then all of a sudden, Gronk came around and Edelman mm-hmm. continued to play consistent. But it's unfair to expect in year one of still a new system for Cam Newton to get this and click with guys who Brady, it took Tom Brady to elevate to being able to play at NFL levels. Like, I, I, it's unfair. I have no interest in that team right now. I mean, since right. Brady left, you know, there's no Gronkowski. We know he's been he's been out of there a little while now, but there, there's just no sizzle to me to Cam Newton with hoodie. Like, I'm not paying attention to the Patriots just yet. Yeah. At this there's point, no reason Bella, to. Belichick has not has become really a non-factor in my life. You know, he used to be the thorn <laughs> in my back, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, you know, I should have two Super Bowls right now, and he stole one of them by cheating him and the rest of that New England team. It's supposed to be an all Pennsylvania Super Bowl. Remember that? Oh, the yeah. Year before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we got, you know, that's when really the first, uh, you know, cheating started when they really found out that uh, New England wasn't all they were cracked up to be. You know, if they yeah. say you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Well, they were trying a lot. Were you a target of any of that cheating? Like when this has come out, you know, they redact stuff and then they uh, unseal all these big documents, right? You get these medical documents years later or something. Mm-hmm. AFK years later, it comes out and the world or emails. That's the big thing now is emails. Everybody's emails that come out. But I, I wonder, do you know, were you ever a, a part of that specific? Were you ever a part of that specific layout of cheating when it came to the plans? Like, were you on Belichick's big board of, Okay, you know we got Brooks here, and you know we make sure that we hell no. I was uh, I, I wouldn't even start. I was playing special teams. <laughs> I come out on on heavy packages at goal line tight end, or you know if somebody get hurt, I'd come in. But you know, long story long, I just know I'm out there on the field when I was out there. You know, we're talking about year 10, 11, You know, I'm getting up there long in the two, and I would be on the field, and they would be telling us the plays. Oh, they it's a draw. They're gonna run a draw on this play. No, it's not gonna be a draw. It's yeah, they're gonna run the screen. It's a screen, 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 screen. That's what you hear them saying. I'm like Rodney McLeod. I'm like, I mean, uh, Rodney Harrison's like, screen, screen. I'm like, so uh, Ben gets in the all right, screen right on three. Ready, break. I'm like, come on, man. Well, nobody come watched on, more man. film than Rodney come Harrison. Aton can attest Look, to that. that. That's all I get. Buttoned up answers. You know, that guy will talk about anything on the air. You ask him about that stretch, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh. Nobody was better coached. Nobody was better prepared. Right. <laughs> we were out there the whole time. And you know what's crazy is that they all say the same thing. Ty Law, Troy mm-hmm. Brown, anybody, Brewski, anybody you talk to on that defense, man, nobody was more prepared. Especially than Brewski. Nobody Espe- was more prepared, Barrett. Come on. Right. You guys weren't pra- – apparently you weren't practicing ahead of this uh, that AFC Championship game. Right, 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 right. All right, but right, I, I right. Gotta, we got to ask Barrett a question here. It applies to offensive linemen because he's uh, apparently ditching us after the first hour of the first show today. I mean, I, I had an obligation, man. I mean, yeah. come on now, guys. On the network, so go ahead. Okay, well, I want to ask you because yesterday during the Packers-Buccaneers game, it was late in the game and the game's out of reach and guys, are, you know, the broadcasters are just sort of riffing. Did you hear Aikman refer to Brady struggles like I did with a wet football? <laughs> 
I struggled a lot with a wet football and used to make my center change their pants during halftime. Yes. Now, did you ever have to do that? And I'm thinking all I could think of from then on is this center's sweaty ass. <laughs> it was disturbing. They called it swamp ass. Yeah, That's swamp ass. It. Right. it wasn't a result of sweat. It was a result of the wet football. Right? Bro, you, you see, that's why they have, they have, you know, they have, they have uh, towels in their back, man, that they, that they keep there. Right. You know, some guys are just more sweatier than other guys, man. And I, you know, like I, I played with a guy, Steve, what was Steve's last name? I played with him at the Eagles. Steve, um, oh, Steve, what was Steve's? Was he I forget Steve's lineman? name. The office alignment. This is back in, this is back in uh, 97 and 98. He came from Baltimore. I mean, he was the real deal. Great. Great, great player, too. I forget Prune, Steve's name. Huh? Prune. I got to look this up, man. No. <laughs> what is his name? I forget well, Steve. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He, he was all pro, too. Really good. He had a real Steve. sweaty ass is what you're telling me. And, and to make it so bad, he would not shower. Like, oh. like And he wouldn't shower. So you know, you now know the, the quarterback should be not so shower. mad. He, he would go He would go out there and he'd just wear a jock in his sweats. I mean, a jock in his... um. In his pants, and then he okay. would, you know, and he wouldn't wash his pants. Oh. Let's we need to get more of this here. And people <laughs> on YouTube already weighing in about Belichick cheating us out of things as well. Yes, a lot going on here. Quick pause on the network, live on the stream. It's the middle. Jay Farner here. All right, CEO so that's amazing. And we'll come back, and and we've got three minutes here. Local. Well, what year was that, Barrett? Yeah, this is ninety-seven. Out. Who this guy is, Steve? Um, you have the roster up. This is amazing. Now he just didn't shower. He just didn't shower, bro. We'd be in meetings, and uh, are we still live right now? Yeah, we're always live on the stream. Oh, okay, well, so Steve Everett, Steve Everett, yeah, Steve, Steve Everett. Guys, so you guys are gonna hear this? He would chew snuff, and we'd be in the meeting room. And he wouldn't wear socks either. He'd wear his, his, his uh, cleats with no socks. And he would not chew pig. in his mouth. And um, instead of spitting in a cup, he would spit on the ground and take his bare foot and, like, smear it into the ground. My goodness. Yes, that's how nasty he was. Steve, Steve Everett. And that was my guy. Steve was a cool guy. I just wasn't eating at his house or anything like that. But No. Oh. Now, what was going on with his pants? Well, he would wear the same pants. He just wouldn't wash them. Like he just keep and he would just wear a jock, no pants. And imagine being a center and you put your hands up there. And one time, one time Bobby Hoy, one time Bobby Hoy went up on the center. And you know, he, they kind of goose the center when they come up. They'll goose the center like this, you know, goose them. Yeah. And he smelled the back of his hand. Oh. You know, and he said, he said it was the worst smell he ever had in his life, man. The worst smell he ever had in his oh, life. Yeah. This is the guy. He had the long blonde hair. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, never he, washed it. He looked like he was a wrestler. How long yep. was he here for? Like two years. Man, do you think that had anything to do with his departure? That he just was too punk? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you think people complained to the point where it was like, yo, man, you got to either have this guy shower or get it? And he said he used to get mad because his, his, his girlfriend wouldn't give him any nubby. You know what nubby is. She, well, said, yeah. she, I, she wants me to take a shower. I'm not taking a shower. Well, yeah. I just won't get any nubby. What? <laughs> Man, that's what he called it, nubby. Because that, that's a tough compensation <laughs> to be sexually active with somebody who's not showering. You, you need something back. <laughs> that, that ain't happening. Dude, all he wears is a jock, man. 
he wears shoulder pads with no he didn't he wouldn't have a t-shirt on either. Raw shoulder pads on his skin with the jersey over the top of it. He's, oh. this, this guy's disgusting. Hey, oh, the, and this this is on away trips. On away trips, he'd wear a t-shirt, a suit jacket, and Zubiak and Chucks. Zubaz pants? Zubaz, yeah, yeah. Zubaz. Those were That's what he Yes. And that would be his dress on the on a with a suit jacket. Wow. That guy wouldn't play for me. No. I'm All sorry. Right, we're about to be back on the network. This this story has that to be just happened. Yeah, seriously, that to the world, the world needs to hear something along those lines. My goodness, unbelievable. Yeah. Issues. It's the second level on the Sports Map Radio Network, presented by Rocket Mortgage, live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander. Alongside Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, and we left you on the network with a little tease about one of the worst stories of hygiene <laughs> that I think you'll ever hear. And this is even more reason to be following us, listening along with the stream, watching us on the stream, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. Bookmark the page each and every day, Monday through Friday. You can watch the program as well as listen and the incentive of course is you go to a break and if you're listening on the radio let's say sports map radio or the sports map radio app you go to a break you pop us on on phillyvoice.com slash the middle or maybe you're there watching the entire time and we're live for the full two in fact we've even decided that each and every day we probably don't have enough time to fit everything in the two hours so we'll run a little overtime on the stream following the program mm-hmm. but this, this story that Barrett told in the stream in the break is, is ridiculous. And you would think that, you know, hygiene is basic hygiene is kind of necessary where you're in a locker room and that's part of your job. And right. as much as showering to show up to your cubicle every day is kind of like part of a social contract. Yes. Even, even showering and like being prepared to you know, present yourself to the world should probably be part of the social contract in the locker room. Harry. I totally agree with you. I mean, I, I did not shower for this show today. However, I showered so not leaving the house for this. Show. Right. I showered the previous night and I just, you know, shaved this morning, brushed my teeth and all that kind of thing, but I'm alone here. Okay. There's nobody else in the house. All right. So that my social contract is a little different. If I'm sharing a locker room and I'm next to Barrett Brooks's stall in the locker and I smell, because I haven't bathed in a week. I mean, that that's a total violation. Like, you should have beat the crap out of this guy. Bro, bro. It's just it's just him, man. Like, it's 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 almost it's it's like an unwritten law. If you're over 300 pounds, you at least gotta take one and a half showers a day. Yeah. You mean like a, a, a full shower yeah. and a wash up has to be mandatory. I mean, over breathing, 300 pounds. breathing makes you sweat when you're right. over 300 pounds, exactly. right? Exactly. You know, exactly. So I, you know, I just I just this is you just have to do it. Well, he never did. He, he, and you know, Steve was about 300 pounds and he was just, you know, he never wore a, a t-shirt over, over his body. Like you put raw pads on his shoulder pads on. He wore a jock and he wouldn't wash his pants. And I can remember I was telling him, you know, I, <laughs> that's all I think about it. You know, <laughs> it's, it's crazy, but Bobby Hoyne would come on the center and they kind of give, you know, they goose the quarterback, you know, the, you know what I mean? The goose the center mm-hmm. and go like this so they know when to snap the ball. Now, and he, he, it's basically hands underneath. 
Yes, uh, right by his nuts too. You know, so that's yeah, exactly. yeah, right, right. Just, just and around. he smelled the back of his hand. He said, "Yo, bro." So he he went to Ray Rose. Hey, coach, you got to do something. Ray like, what are you talking about, man? Smell not not smell my finger, but smell the back of my hand. Ray was like, "What the what the hell is that?" <laughs> that's Everett. You got to tell Everett he's got to go take a shower. Wow, come on, man. He's, he's or at least wash your pants. This this is unbelievable that somebody could live that way. That that could bro, come. It just he was just a different dude, man. Like he wouldn't wear socks in his cleats, and then, you know he chews snuff. And there's somebody we'd be in a meeting room, and it'd be the rug, and he 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 would t- take the snuff and he spit on the ground. He would take his raw foot and and scrub his foot, and you know, to, to, so you wouldn't see it. Now would he brush his teeth, guy Harry? I, I don't know. I never got that intimate with him. I know. What's that, Aton? You're a snuff guy, right? No, I, I used to uh, back in uh, back in the day. It's you disgusting. Can't it out with your foot off. It's not a great habit, right? No, no. I always had it carried around a little bottle. You know, no, he didn't have a bottle. He didn't have any of that. It was, yeah. it was. It's a oh. disgusting habit. Yeah, I well, I mean, just the life of football players. You know, yeah. I mean, some of the stories I could tell you. You know, and we'll get into them as we go on and on. You know, we have stories for years. So just, just understand when you when you log into Philly Voice, you you're gonna hear a lot more than that. You're gonna yeah. hear it insane and i can't even imagine because I'm, I'm sure we'll go deeper as you mentioned into stories and anything that pops up that you have a little anecdote about you know we're, we're going to explore it but again this was the first one and think about how crazy that is and mm-hmm. you know, thinking about it too it's i don't even know are, are there guys that come to mind that were notoriously or infamously dirty right if you see stuff like this doesn't even come out it's not like a dirty player who plays dirty with cheap shots. You know, right. it's not somebody who there are some pig pens in the league. Yes, there yeah, are that, some pig that, pens. That's a great way to put it. Pig pens. Like, <laughs> who, who are the most notorious? Who are the most infamous pig pens of all? Uh, this guy might be right there at the top, man. Well, so you know, that's that's right the one there. I think about when I when I hear it. That's the one I think about. I mean, and I mean he was the coolest guy in the world. I mean, a great, great guy. You know, in fact, I got in trouble with him, man. Um Remember that back in the day they had that wrestling event, that wrestling event, and we we had just got our ass kicked by uh by the Cowboys, and we went to the wrestling event that night, mm-hmm. and you know came out in the papers. You know we're both in the papers. I'm 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 holding a glass of beer like this, and I'm looking, and, and Steve's yelling like this, and Kevin Turner's doing the same thing, and it's <laughs> it, it 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 ends up being on on uh in the paper. Yeah, these guys are getting their ass kicked by the by Dallas, and they're out going to wrestling events right. the night before or the night after, whatever, whatever it was, you know, it was a big write-up about it, man. So I was like, yeah, I wasn't on the radio back then that yet, <laughs> but if I was, I would have ripped you too. Right. <laughs> but it was crazy, man. Here's a guy that I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you this guy smells Richie incognito. Remember oh, him, the offensive oh, yeah. lineman? Yeah. He, he seems like a Steve Everett kind of guy. You just look at him, man. Yeah. You know, it's, and he's still playing. He's Is still he? playing right now. He's still he's starting for the Raiders as we speak. He's yeah, just a, guy, remember he was supposed to be out of the league after what happened with the Jonathan Martin bullying stuff. Right, and, right, right. Well, Jonathan Martin's a punk too, so he let that happen. Yeah. You know, you, you come on, man. That, that whole thing didn't work out well for Martin afterwards either. I think he was out of the league. In like a year or so, but yeah, incognito has stayed a lot. And you know, another thing too is, and I'm not defending him. I don't know him from John incognito, but he hasn't been in the, like nobody's been talking about him, right? Didn't mm-hmm. he go crazy in Buffalo and have like some sort of, episode, yep. some sort of lapse. And then all of a sudden he's just been fine. 
But yeah, I could see him. Like I could see him coming in yeah. and being like, "Hey, Rich, man, smell this. Come over here and smell <laughs> this. <laughs> Pull my finger." Right. Exactly. What do you no, but to you got to understand this too, man. I mean, a couple million dollars will make you think differently. Also, it makes you do about a lot showering? more. Showering. Yeah. Well. Brushing your teeth about. <laughs> Clipping your toenails? How how could money now? Honestly, Barrett. All right, you've got more than both of us combined. How could money change you like that, bro? I just just certain people, man. Just for instance, now this guy he isn't he isn't a dirty guy. I mean, he's rather clean. But like on away trips, my boy Coy Detmer, Coy Detmer would just bring um yeah his toothbrush in his in his yeah. pocket he'd have yeah he'd, yeah he had like he had a little um one of those bags you know the, the overnight bags i mean this yeah. little bitty bag you know that you put your shaving kit in you know so he yeah. put a pair of underwear in there a t-shirt in there and he would just wear what he wore on the plane yeah to the game and then on the play back home he was you know, a he grimy guy <laughs> right he was you know, grimy. i mean he got the beard that you know came all the way down beard. his neck yeah yeah you know <laughs> he was one of those type of guys you know that's just what he is so you know, Coy was a lot different than his brother Ty. I played with Ty too. You know, so it those are just some interesting people. And and just to think, you know, some of the things that happened, like we'd be on the field, some of the stuff, the stories he would say. You know, you know, hey, you know, hey Brooks, you like duck meat? I'm like, what are you talking about, Coy? Duck down on these. All right, two jet on three, ready break. I'm like, Coy. I'm just gonna whoop your little ass, man. Be quiet, man. You know what didn't, I mean? Didn't he do that slash move one oh, time yeah. it, when he was playing? I think against the <laughs> Niners the on that Monday game. night football yeah. game. It was during that run where everybody got hurt. Yeah, and and he was playing for it there. I'm, I'm just you know it's just funny, man. Thinking about this because it's something that we never talk. Nobody talks about. And if it wasn't for this small little anecdote and opening up that door. I never would have thought of, especially a guy like Richie Incognito. Now I'll never see Incognito the same way. Mm-hmm. I'll always see him <laughs> as a Steve Everett clone, even though that's probably unfair to Incognito. It may not even be true. Right. The guy's probably like a beacon of right. showers six times a day. He's probably a neat freak. And we just labeled him like a complete. <laughs> yeah. He irons his T-shirts. You know? Right, right, you know? right, right, right. Yeah unfairly thrown him in there my goodness <laughs> Are you just guilty by association you mentioned and you mentioned the cowboys and andy dalton i don't know about andy dalton although he always looks like he's got a ton of product in his hair mm-hmm. so i assume that he's showering first you can't not shower and put all that product in your hair like dalton does and not have a head full of dandruff well, if you're playing bad, you at least got to look good while you're playing bad. Exactly. Man. And look, he's his eyebrows are professional. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's natural, but <laughs> his eyebrows are professional. And a little metrosexual, a little bit, yeah, just a little look, bit. Yeah, I'm telling you, he's got a, a very model esque look. He I'm strikes me. Saying that, that's a great point, Aton, because that guy strikes me as a guy with no body hair. Like he yeah. shaves all of his body hair. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for aerodynamics. <laughs> yeah. Like like Michael Phelps, right? Oh my goodness! Oh you my goodness! Add speed out there, Barrett. You know you can't have body hair slowing you down. Uh, and, and see, that just leads me to another story, man. Another guy that I played with, man. You know, you know Johnny Martin. Johnny Martin's the same way. I mean, no hair on his his body. Period, man. Right. He was like the model s look. In fact, I used to hang around him on away trips, just because you know he's like a model s type, and he would have girls falling all over him. For him, oh, I man. Think Dalton collects on the road, man. <laughs> you think I so? Go, I, man, I bet you guys go out with Dalton in hopes of just getting a scrap or two from the table. 
You like, think yeah. so? That's Johnny like, Morton. As, as, as the living room. As a ginger? Yeah, I, I think that there is a, an element of intrigue, man. Mm. I think you're downplaying the element. Look, we've already determined that he looks good. Why do you think that he would just be in the back? Like, he's got to express himself somehow. He's not out there playing until now, of course, when Dak gets hurt. But, no, I, I think he does really well. First now, of all, I never yeah. said he looks good. I just said he looks like a guy that doesn't have body hair. <laughs> okay? Well, Big difference. But yes, but there are a lot of there are a lot of people, men, women, it doesn't matter, who are attracted to that. So mm. I, I think that he – and it's not a small – small group like that's not some small fetish that you have to search in subtopics for i mean that's pretty much out there but i i don't know i just feel like with andy dalton himself there is something about it that kind of jumped out but and so i don't know how to i don't know how to respond i don't know how to go on with this don't now. worry about it <laughs> just just look at look at the game itself just get look used at to it yes right. look at tonight itself because this face this model-esque face with the eyebrows and everything is charged now with winning some football games. And you know what's going to happen if the Philadelphia Eagles survive this weekend where the Dallas Cowboys lose once again. There's going to be another long-winded conversation about, well, no matter how bad it is in Dallas or how bad it is in Philadelphia, somebody's going to win this god-awful division. Whereas it probably should just be a closed door right now based on how bad it got for Philadelphia yesterday. It's, it's not fair. It's really not fair to the rest of the NFL for us to be this bad in this division. It really shouldn't be so. I mean, it should be a, a one like, all right, you guys just forfeit your spot in the playoffs because you guys are that bad. Right. Wasn't there, um, wasn't there, um, didn't the 49ers win by default like that and, and, and had only won like six or seven games? Seven games and made it to the playoffs? I think Seattle. Was it made it to the playoffs with seven five hundred record? Yeah. Right, they were seven and nine. That was yeah. the win here. Remember where they won that game against and... uh, the Saints? Yes, yeah, that great run. Yep, correct, correct. And what happened was Lynch had that huge run. The whole stadium was shaking. And it was like the Richter scale. Was they hit something like a mini earthquake? Right, because <laughs> the it was Quest Stadium back then. Well, All right, we'll take, real quick, guy. Right, let's take a quick break okay. on the network. We'll be back. We'll wrap the hour next on Sports Map Radio. Wake up, call. All right. So, yeah, that was the game where Marshawn Lynch came back and had that. That was an unbelievable run. Yeah. Crazy, right? Unbelievable. Man, that's insane. So, now now, now I'm going to look at this Dallas game. Harry, man, now you're going to be looking at this game like. Why am I still looking at this quarterback now? I know. I'm going to be looking at his eyebrows all night. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Halloween character. He's burned in your brain right now. All right. So you can't people, are watch, people are watching us on YouTube right now, right? Yes. And they are they interacting via that page, Aton? Yeah. So uh, Jeffrey Bruder is weighing in here. Okay. We are officially off the rails. We had both 316 morning hair. Nice. Aton. You. Man. Now, I, I'm, see, I'm looking on my phone now. I, I, I got to look this guy up now. Wasn't it a red rifle? Yeah, yeah the red rifle. Going? Not the red rocket. No, not the red rocket. <laughs> Definitely don't want the red rocket. No. But yes, to answer your question. Red rocket and a half. I'm trying to I'm trying to picture him as a 
Model S type of guy, I just can't do it, man. Is he Irish? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Dalton is a yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to be racist. Now you know, can't well, be racist these days. Names or origins? Right, mean, right. That's what I'm that. thinking, Dalton. He doesn't yeah, even look like a football player. Don't search. Yeah, Jeffrey Bruder on the show says, "Don't search Red Rocket." Right. Everybody's at their home, so I don't know what kind of firewall Harry or Barrett's wives have set up at the house. Right. Hey, you know my wife don't play, man. She whoops my ass, bro. Irish in Texas. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good there <laughs> the irish uh folks should be more offended by uh notre dame's performance over the weekend oh. scoring 12 points against louisville are you kidding terrible. me terrible don't cover that spread either would it close at 17 uh yeah i had it at 17 that's the only loss i had of the whole weekend in college unbelievable and i so lost jaguars yesterday Real quick, we're, we're going to be back in 20 seconds. Are you able to stay the first six minutes of the next hour and, and stay local, or do you have to jet right at the top? I got to jet right at the top. Okay. Okay, all good. That's fine. I got to get all the way to the uh, Blue Heron. No, we're good. We're good. We'll be back in 10. Ed. Wake up call with Tony D and Ron Culver. Weekday mornings Tony from 7 to 9 Eastern. Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. All right, final segment this hour on SportsMap Radio for us. The middle alongside Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, I'm Aton Shander. And Barrett's going to step out just for the second hour today. We're back in full, full force the next day, tomorrow, the rest of the week. We've got a golf event. It's pretty cold out last time i checked but you're gonna go play golf so man i made this i made this because of because of, you know it's it's, it's 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 our boy man jaws is one of the greatest guys in the world man i gotta i gotta do it for him all right well you know. yeah but quick. i'll go tell on. you if anybody was gonna wager on who was gonna blow off the show first to play a round of golf i was good. like minus four thousand in las vegas <laughs> and you guys were plus money right away it's not that bad look commitments happen things happen you know we're all family here we've known each other for years but we thought okay well something comes up you got a jet that's fine it was to play golf and absolutely like i think i would actually be in the middle as far as those odds would be concerned as you well, would because harry's the you know, number one favorite to go out Harry's the favorite to blow off anything. Right. right. It's not even it's not even so much for golf. It's just to not work. Well, that's right. Really yeah. Combine golf, and it's like a perfect storm here. Well, that's, hey, that's what he told me. It's that's what he told me, man. When I first started in this business, he said, hey, look, get over whatever you can get over with. Take what you can take because you'd never know if he's going to be able to be on air again. I'm like, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Words to live in life by, my friend. Absolutely. Especially in, in this business. All right. So All right. Appreciate it, guys. Yep. You got it, my friend. So Barrett will be back with us in full stretch coming in tomorrow as this will be the program moving forward. 11 to 1, Monday through Friday. You can hear it here on SportsMap Radio. You can watch it on Philly Voice, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. We've got a minute, Harry, and I wanted to get this up here. And this is right up your alley because you know Matt Rule. You know what he did in Temple, and we're all watching, not just in Philly and Carolina. Chris O'Neill wanted some analysis 
on the Panthers with Matt Rule watching on Philly Voice. Okay, yeah, they, they had issues yesterday in the red zone. That was their problem against a good Bears defense. You know, but they won three straight games without uh, McCaffrey in the lineup, Aton. I mean, that's the I think that's the first game they've lost since he was hurt. Mike Davis has stepped right in. Yeah. And, like there's nothing. And, you know, credit to Davis playing well, Harry, but also the fact that Rule hasn't diverted from the plan. Mm -hmm. That can mess you up in its own right. New offense and all these other things. All right, second hour, we've got a lot to look at in the NFL. We ain't going anywhere. Now, for us locally on this stream here, one thing that we haven't talked about is even across the board, but I think you and I have, have done this for a while. Every time we talk about all-time announcers, did you see that Doc Emmerich is hanging it up? I did. I saw that this morning. And you talk yeah. about he is like the voice of the sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's if you think about guys, think about guys like that. Like who is the voice of professional basketball in your opinion? Marv Albert. First, first he's name. Now, this is debatable. Mm -hmm. I recognize that this is debatable. You know, I but it's not, it's not debatable in hockey, though. No, it, no, I'm saying debatable in the NBA. OK, because who I, would be second in hockey? Would it be Gary Thorne, who was tremendous? Wow. Those ESPN games. Who was the who was the uh, color guy with Gary? Um, uh, didn't Gary Thorne also do. Didn't he also do games like football games as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he does baseball. I think he does it uh, for that MSN network down in Baltimore, D.C. area. Yeah. Yeah. I think he does the Orioles. But, uh, yeah, he was great in hockey. Though. That was when ESPN used to pay attention to hockey, you know, when they actually broadcasted the games. But, like, you think about Doc Emmerich. Like, he is the voice of hockey. There isn't anybody else that represents their sport Michael Buffer doesn't count because he's a ring announcer. Right. Is is there think about okay, so we have Doc, mm -hmm. right? We have Doc. Set him aside because he represents the NHL. But you asked me who represents the NBA. I say Marv Albert, but don't you think that you would find other guys as well? Like, okay, so John Shelton says John Forstand is great. Gary Thorne for both 316. Right. Xander, Kenny Albert, great on hockey. Yeah, I, you know, Xander, that's a great point. I think Kenny Albert's actually better in hockey than he is in the NFL. I don't Absolutely. think he's bad in the NFL, but I, I think he's really good in, in hockey. So I agree. now let's look at this. Who would be the voice? And if I were to flip it around, who is the voice in the NBA? Is it Breen? Did Breen take over now? Is he the new Is there one? I don't know if there is one. I love Breen. Uh, but when I think of that broadcast, I kind of think of all three of those guys as one. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, because the other two play off one another so well. And Breen's like the play-by-play -play and the traffic cop kind of guy to keep everything moving. I think of that whole unit. Is Breen synonymous? Okay, so here's why I think Marv. Because Marv was synonymous with Jordan winning championships mm -hmm. when we were growing up. Right. Is Breen synonymous with LeBron, who is like the new or the Warriors? Like, are there moments? Because I'll always go back to like, what a spectacular move. By, you know, because mm -hmm. Marv was Jordan and Jordan, anything he did was sounding like Marv. Right. So that's why I wonder, is, is there enough now with Breen to say that he is the voice 
probably over the last 10 years. Probably, right? yeah. But, I mean, I go back. Let's go back to the 80s. I mean, who was the guy in the 80s? It was Dick Stockton, wasn't it, on TV with those great – you know, yeah. Celtics, Lakers, Sixers, That's Celtics. Yes, right. Yeah, it was great. He did it with Tommy Heinsohn, I think, too, for a little while, right? Right. Yeah, and everybody was always accusing Heinsohn of being biased whenever the Celtics were being a homer. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> norm. Right. From Aikman to anybody else that's called games. All right. So Breen, I think, still right now has the availability of that slot. Who mm -hmm. in base? Joe Buck? No. I go Vin Scully. Vin Scully. Okay. But Vin is a local. So this is an interesting part of it because baseball isn't necessarily known for being as powerful nationally as it is regionally. Right. So make the argument that Vin is the voice of baseball, even though he only called one team. Yes. When I think of the voice of baseball, I think of Vin Scully doing, you know, the call by himself, basically going through the you know, the media notes every, every night he'd come up with different stuff, you know, and spin yarns for three and a half hours. The guy, the guy's phenomenal. And in football, I still think of Summerall as the guy. Yes. The voice of football. And he's been gone for years. Uh, okay. I'll give you that Madden and Summerall. Yeah. I'll definitely give you that. Like that team over Buck and Aikman mm -hmm. over Collinsworth and Al Michaels. Yes. Over any iconic Monday night crew, I mean, are, are yes. leading off the first Dan Deardorff, Frank Gifford, and Al Michaels. No, I couldn't stand Dan Deardorff. You were out on Deardorff. Oh, I was so out on Deardorff. You have no idea. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Oh my. Goodness. Yeah. I, that. I thought Deardorff would be. I mean, Deardorff is like this, rah, rah, you know, yeah. like puffing and puffing guy. He's, <laughs> you know, he's swallowing the mic with that mustache. He's yeah. giving an analysis. Right. Well, be all over that. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I couldn't. I couldn't stand Deardorff. Couldn't take him. Summerall was the greatest. So Summerall right now is. He's not even living anymore. No, and, and you know? you're right. I think Summerall, man. So we've got Summerall. We've got Breen. Hockey is clearly Doc Emmerich. Yeah, it's Doc Emmerich. It's not even close. No. Now, were we missing anything else here? Do you know other sports well enough to say the voice of tennis, for example? Um, the the voice of tennis isn't it? The, this guy's last name is Thompson. I want to say, I forget his first name. All right, well, hold that thought because we're back on the network. All right. This is a Gal Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. Set your system's volume control for slightly above. The normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You've got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. The second level. On the Sports Map Radio Network, a show where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander. Well, we have last night's football game to still slide into the conversation. We have two games tonight for the first time ever. We have daytime football across the board on a Monday night. And we can try and sneak in this big story that popped up with, which we will definitely, I'm saying as far as from an audio standpoint, this conversation that just erupted 
over the break in the stream. And I know that at least one person is interested in it. And that's Ron Culver, the producer at SportsMap Radio, who is in charge of making sure that everybody across the country can hear us and has an interesting suggestion, Harry, one that we left out that we should bring up in five minutes. So the three of us will kind of look a little bit at it. Barrett is out the second hour. Everybody's back fully intact come Tuesday morning, 11 a.m. That's how you can consume the middle with Barrett Brooks, Mays, and Aton. phillyvoice.com slash the middle. Sports Map Radio, the Sports Map Radio map app as well. And on Twitter, at Harry Mays TU, at Shander Show, and at, do you remember, B Brooks. 72 NBCS. He's got a long one, man. Yeah, he really does. He, he needs to do something about that. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, the problem, though, is I think he's verified. Oh, okay. Yeah, we had an issue with that just recently in Philadelphia where a uh, very well-known person in this business changed their Twitter handle. Now, what was he thinking? I don't know. It takes a lot to get that. It's not easy <laughs> to get verified. I've already muted out a fellow host on this network, the young, great, Jake Asman, he's no longer a part of my life. Is that right? Yeah, he found a way to get verified and won't tell anybody how that happened. Well, I thought Twitter wasn't verifying anybody anymore. Well, they verified this kid like two weeks ago. And ever since then, we've said no to Jake on this show. He's no longer welcome on the program. Okay, good. I'm with you then. Until how many he, followers does he have? Well, he's got enough. I mean, he's got, you know, like eight, 9,000. He's, he's a hustler. You know, he's, okay. He's a young version of our buddy Schwartzman. You know, this oh. guy's going to be running a station or a network in like the next three hours or three years, but he's out. Okay. Lots of things. Yeah, because of that whole verification thing, he's out. But I don't even know, man. Well, uh, if Doc Emmerich was on Twitter, he would definitely be verified. Yes. And that's where the whole discussion started from. Because I, I think when I think of hockey, he's the voice of hockey. Like to me, he should have just done every game. Every single game, ever. yes. Just he's they create a Doc Bumble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every single playoff game, at least, you every know, because yeah, because yeah. nobody watches the regular season in hockey anyway, except the you know nineteen thousand people that go to the games, <laughs> and they they can't watch it. They're there live watching. It. Right, right. So you're even looking at it from a different standpoint, right? A completely different standpoint. Exactly. But what, what's 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 our producer say? He's got something to add to this uh, well, discussion. We have the uh, we have the spots playing, so oh. they're, they're mute on return. But we'll be back and bring him right up at twelve after because he's got he's got two. Plus, we'll hear he's got a couple of doc or at least one doc cut. So we'll we'll hear with that. Actually, maybe we should just come out with that, right? Yeah, probably. Right. Well, uh, you know, while we're you know in this six minute window here, no, we're already. Um, oh, we are. Yeah, we're in a minute and 45-minute window right now. Oh, okay. That that six-minute goes at the top of the hour. I got you. So I, I'm not used to this clock yet. It's going to take me a little while. That's fine. Whenever we're in break, it's time to embrace our local audience. Well, it's it's like with this show, with the video component of this. It's like when I was doing the show with you before on in, in uh, Atlantic City. The show never really went to break. You were always on. Correct. Right. We would break. We would go out and do stuff. But now we've got, you know, people weighing in on Nance, Faldo being a good combination right there for golf. Well, yeah, Nance is the voice of golf. Yeah, absolutely. He's absolutely the voice of golf. He's not the voice of the NFL. No. Not by a mile. That's Summerall to me. 
Correct. He'll be dead 50 years and he's still the voice of the NFL to me. Yeah, it's the legacy that he left. Madden was a great help to him, though. No question. Yeah, no question. But although Summerall was great with Brookshire, too. Tom Brookshire was fantastic. I'm so I'm younger than you, I should say that. Yeah, I I don't remember it nearly as much as as I do the Madden and Summerall. And and the other thing that really kind of big difference. The other thing that really helped Madden and Brookshire and then Madden and Summerall or Madden and Summerall and Summerall and Brookshire, it was that that time period was the NFC East was so good. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. you just had great games every Sunday, you know, in within the division. And they were always doing those games. All right, here we go. Look at John Shelton's comment real quick. root of the issues it's the second level on the sports map radio network presented by rocket mortgage live from the o'reilly auto Parts studios here's aton shander but they are devoting all their energy to this game both teams off the tie-up it is fair but it came back to yandel Now that's Doc Emmerich right there. Fantastic. Amazing. And yeah. it begs two questions. And this is what began at the top of the hour here on the stream where you should be consuming the program. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle with Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, Aton Shander live, of course, across all sports map radio platforms. And on top of it, you have a full end of ways in which you can communicate with us. 800-224-2004. We do have a phone line. It is more than open for you if you want to interact with us. And as well, Twitter, easy way to get us talk about what's happening. But as we are live and take comments on the stream, that's where we go. And it might be a completely different conversation in a three, four-minute break as opposed to something we come back and talk about from a more national standpoint. So there's always something happening. And then, of course, you had the element of it's us, and you never know really what the hell is going on. But that's Doc Emmerich. He's calling it quits. He's hanging it up, Harry. As the greatest announcer ever? Ah, uh, greatest ever? Uh, no. Like, let's I look can't, at that first. I can't go greatest ever, and it's, you know, all my hockey people are going to hate me because of this, but simply because it's hockey. Hockey isn't at the top echelon of sports well shouldn't it be okay i think you're looking at it more like the house of representatives as opposed of like the senate Mm -hmm. where everything is equal it doesn't matter how big or small delaware is going to have the same amount of senators as texas Mm -hmm. whereas the house of representatives you know that's more of a popularity contest so correct or depending on the size of your state and your population whereas i think we should look at this more from a senate point of view where Everybody is thrown. It doesn't matter if you call darts or if you mm-hmm. call sugar. You should be looked. If you're the best ever, then now you're in this conversation. Doc definitely represents hockey. There's no doubt. About Absolutely. That. Yeah, hands down. There's nobody else. I mean, a close second might be um, uh, the guy from, I just mentioned his name about 20 minutes Gary ago. Thorne. Gary Thorne. Yeah, he's second. 
Okay, now here's a factor because Ron Culver, our great producer, has a beef to pick with you. No, on, there's no beef. On your- <laughs> 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 I'm just throwing up. Don't throw me under the bus just yet. <laughs> see, see, he Aton likes to start fires. He does. Yes. You know, uh, Ron Culver told me in the break, Harry. No, this, no, this- no. I just I had another suggestion when you were going off of uh, Pat Summerall being the voice of the NFL. That's your voice of the NFL, and I, you know that. Definitely one up there. Some are all mad. We're a huge team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just throwing out Howard Cosell and that Monday night, that first Monday night football crew with Howard Cosell, yeah. Meredith, and Keith Jackson. Where I mean, I watched those games. I mean, I was as a kid. Yeah. You know, I loved Howard Cosell, um, but he was like the third guy, though. You know what I mean? Like he was. They had the analyst. You know, Gifford was sort of the the, the guy to do anything and everything. And then they had Meredith as as the guy that they'd play off of. And then it was Howard. Howard was like number three. Yeah, well, he was the irritant. You know, yeah. He was the agitator. Yeah. Right. He was like, the fly like, in the ointment, but is he, so to speak. Is he kind of looked at as uh, almost almost as boxing in a way? Not as a ring announcer or anything, but I mean, just because of that camaraderie he had with Muhammad Ali, I always mm-hmm. think more as a boxing guy than even I don't even know if he called any fights. He called baseball games too. He'd do Monday night baseball back in the 70s and early 80s. So that's another thing we have to factor in. Does doing other stuff hurt you? Like, does Gary Thorne get knocked down a peg? Yes. He's also known for other stuff as well. Absolutely. I think the versatility kind of, you know, you're you're a jack of all trades, but you're not the master of any of them kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, because you're so good, you can do three or four different sports, but nobody thinks of you as the only guy for one of those sports. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I do think so. I, I actually... Ron, do you like that? I, yeah, I do. No, I, I do like that. I had one other name that uh, for announcer who is solely. I mean, he does many other things, but he really known for one sport, and that's Jim Nance. Mm-hmm. For golf, uh, I guess. Golf. For golf, yeah, not no for, doubt. Not for football, and not for college basketball, but you know, as the voice of the Masters. Yeah, I think that's fair. Correct. Now, what about other sports? Well, here's one. And this guy's gone too, but he's the greatest. And for me, he's always going to be the voice of college football, and that's Keith Jackson. Absolutely. Touchdown. No, no. What about Eli Gold? <laughs> Eli Gold in Alabama? Yeah. Touchdown. <laughs> that's just one Alabama. Team. Yeah. That's just one team, though. Well, right. okay. Hold on a second. If you're going to throw Vince Scully in, who just represents one team in LA, oh, that ha- cover World Series, he covers yeah. football. You know, he, he's the one. Eli the one Gold the is the voice of NASCAR. Touchdown, Bama. Who, who listens to NASCAR on the radio? Oh, Harry. <laughs> Sirius XM NASCAR radio, one of the highest subscriptions around the country. Is that right? Knowing that. Yeah. We live in a NASCAR state here in Pennsylvania. It's one, It's like the number three or four. It fluctuates. It goes up and down. I lived in the NASCAR state for seven years, and that's North Carolina. Well, that's the NASCAR. Yes. State, maybe. I was yeah. in Tennessee for a little bit. That's how I got to know Eli. I go, touchdown, <laughs> Bama. How do you not love that guy? Yeah, he's oh. great. He's but great. You know, and I loved him Saturday night when Bama made the big comeback in the second half because you know who had Bama? Me. Yeah. Well, you also had Tampa Bay and yeah. win yesterday. Here's the thing I don't know who to trust less right now Tampa Bay or Chicago. Something about these two teams. Everybody is wrapped up because Tampa Bay knocked off Aaron Rodgers yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I get it. And that was a big win for them. And 
maybe people should have seen that line switch from a three-point road dog to a one-point road favorite by the time that thing closed. But look, 38 to 10, they destroyed them. But here's Chicago as well. And it's kind of getting to the point where this early slash middle of the season where you can't like you can't really take anything away from them. They're five and one. No, I know. I mean, you know, you look at the Detroit gave them the game in week one because Swift dropped an easy touchdown that would have won the game. Uh, then they beat the Giants who stink. They beat the Falcons who stink. They beat they lost to the Colts. But then they came back and beat the Buccaneers. And now they've beaten Carolina. So you, you got to start to give them a little bit of credit. But here's where we're going to know if they're any good. Because they play at the Rams, the Saints at home, and then at Tennessee in the next three weeks. Mm. I don't trust the Bears yet. Difficult. See, that's the thing is I don't trust Chicago. I don't trust Tampa either. Both come off pretty good wins yesterday. Mm -hmm. Tampa Bay, people are going to talk about that more so because I get it. They knocked off Aaron Rodgers, and for the first time, Rodgers struggled, and Gronk was able to get a spike. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going crazy because Rob Gronkowski's back. But even still, they haven't even created any real distance in that division. I think it's like, oh, Green Bay lost, Chicago wins, and still how many people are talking about that as a legit football team? I think people are pretty much, Harry, expecting Chicago to be a wild card team. Are you even in a position? I'm not to to talk about them as a contender to win this division. I mean, record wise, we should be. Yeah. But like you, I don't trust that combo. No, I, I don't trust them yet. I, I outlined the schedule for the next three weeks. And then after that three week stretch, they've got Minnesota at Green Bay, Detroit again. See, they haven't played Green Bay yet. No, they haven't. You know, they haven't played. Yeah, that's a really good point. They haven't played Green Bay. And, and even still, I. It's almost like I, I keep giving Minnesota some benefit of the doubt that they probably don't deserve. So who knows what happens there? But yeah, I mean, those two against Green Bay definitely present a problem, especially when you're talking about head to head matchup. That could be the difference of standings. Yeah, I, I tell you, you know, Mike Zimmer's on his way to getting fired. Yeah, how can you fire this guy? Didn't he make the playoffs two straight years? Yeah, I know. But I'm, I'm just saying like this quarterback is an absolute disaster. And they just got whipped by the Atlanta Falcons, who just fired their coach. You get you, you, what did what did Atlanta put on them yesterday? Forty plus, right? Yeah, it was bad. And you're considered bad. a defensive guy. Forty, they put up. 40 That's how you get fired. And those points came at the end where this thing was not close. Yeah, I had the over, and I needed every one of them. It was over fifty-four. Do you think he's the next guy to go? How? Okay, here's the what question. about Gase? Well, that's that's my point is it, the fact that Gase has yet to be fired mm -hmm. leads me to believe that he's not going to be fired anytime soon. These things pop not out of nowhere. Dan O'Quinn, for example, Bill O'Brien, those guys mm -hmm. weren't fired out of nowhere. No, O'Brien was a shock when it happened. But Dan Quinn was kind of like, come on, guys, when are you, you going to make this statement here? Right. Gase should have been fired coming into this season i agree with you we've seen so i i don't know zimmer makes the most sense you're not going to fire doug marone you're not going to fire anthony lynn it's kind of amazing that marone still has his job though that might be on purpose just to ensure the fact that they still play i mean they won their first game and everybody thought oh goodness mm -hmm. this team's going to go out and win win everything but see th these football owners and sports owners in general they have a they have a, a perception 
uh, they're obsessed with, the, with their perception, right? They're all rich guys. Yeah, Money really doesn't matter to, so much to these guys anymore, but their perception does. And none of these guys want to be perceived like Dan Snyder is or like the guy in Cleveland is, you know, guys that burn through coaches, you know, like uh, changing their socks. Yeah, Haslam, right, in Cleveland. Nobody Mr. wants to be that guy. Mr. Rest Stop? Mm-hmm. Blind yeah, the jet. truck stop guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Now, they have to have a Stuckies in there, right? Or can you eat at the Flying J? I think you can eat. They got a diner in the Flying J. You sure? Truckers what? need to eat, man. I know, but or do they outsource it? Like, meaning, do they outsource it to where somebody like Stuckies or Dairy Queen comes in and they have their little business? Like, you know how that happens. Aramark. Aramark. Aramark, no, probably. I'm talking about not even a food service provider. I'm talking about more an actual service. Like, a lot of times, if you walk into a gas station, you might see a fast food place like a Subway or Burger King or something inside the gas station. That's outsourced mm -hmm. in there. I don't know if you can just sit down and eat at the pilot jet. You know, we have a couple by us. Do we? Yeah, you might have to do some show research. Well, all I know... Is all I remember of Stuckies. I was never in a Stuckies. I've never eaten in a Stuckies, and I've never eaten at a Cracker Barrel. Okay, but they're another place that was always on. Cracker Barrel is a little underrated, man. Is, is it good? Allow, yeah, I will not allow you to slander the Cracker Barrel. I'm not I'm slandering Cracker Barrel. I'm just saying I never ate there. It sounded it sounded pre-slandered to me, like you were <laughs> building up a slanderous attack on. No, no, I'm not slandering any of these great companies. But what I'm saying is, Stuckies. The only thing I remember of Stuckies is they always had the tallest sign on the interstate. Yeah, that's a great. Yes, what an observation that is. Mm -hmm. No matter how, think about it. We were just talking about ego and how that's driving a lot of these front office owners, general managers, especially into these crazy decisions. That is one of the most underrated strategies when it comes to posting anything that you can for your business on the turnpike or the freeway, right. anything like that. I mean, it, it was like everywhere. it was like a flagpole that was like a half a mile high yeah. with the name Stuckies on top of it. Well, yeah, make sure you get all these truckers out there, man. I right. think Stuckies is pretty underrated. It has to be. Well, maybe somebody that's listening to the show has eaten at a Stuckies. I'm sure we have our, anybody out there. And again, we're live. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle sports map radio 800 224 2004. Well, I have one story in the NFL I'm going to throw at you coming up next. All right. It regards a trade. And also, this is something that nobody else has dealt with, I think, in the NFL. And it happened in front of us, right here in front of us with the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the middle on sports map radio and Phillyvoice, of course.com. Flash the middle. Now, what is that back there? You, you moving around? No, no. So now we're in break on the network is what is what we're doing here. Yeah, and Jeffrey Bruder said the way Harry said Cracker Barrel made it feel like it was beneath him to eat. No. Well, I if, totally agree with all you. All right. If that's the way that came across, I apologize. I'm telling you, it all came right. like you were ready to fire a disparaging remark <laughs> about the Cracker Barrel. And I'm like, wait, you at least need to eat there first. No. Well, there's one, there's one actually here in Plymouth meeting. Like within yeah. two minutes of my house by the guitar center. That's, Correct. That's, yeah. And the men's warehouse where I got right. my wedding. That was awful. Right. Now I have a great tweet to read when we come back too. okay. You From Colin Berger. Is it something that's, that's good for the, the network or do you want to read it now? It should be for the network too. All right. Perfect. Yeah. 
Yeah, all tweets. Yeah, and I, there was a question about if I enjoyed any of the CJ Cup uh, this weekend. I did until Thursday, Friday. I didn't watch any of it yesterday. I know Jason no, Kokrak shot like eight under and won the thing. Well, but here's, uh, here's what I caught from it, and it's only because it was odd. It was my wife's birthday on Saturday, so we had dinner at her parents' on Sunday, and they had golf on in the main TV. And apparently he is a local pro who works for BetMGM, right? And and the casino, and essentially is that pro that shows and plays with the high rollers. Okay. And knows the course really well Mm -hmm. as a result of that. So I thought that was kind of a cool storyline. But again, I would have no idea that storyline even existed outside of it. Have you never you never heard of Co-Crack before? Not to the point of that specific story, no. No, I didn't know about that story, but I, you know, he's he's pretty well known on tour. He yeah, does a lot of this stuff, the secret secret golf. Wake up, call. Yeah, Derek Carr. Yeah. 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 Derek Carr Ready? last Sunday mm-hmm. decided to call an audible. I can see him going, Derek. Now you gotta pick other names besides my wife. I gotta. Now be that's something though to think about. She's not a huge fan of being Cold on. Crack? And I'm not really either. But it'd be better if you just didn't mention her name. But what if Derek Carr was the ultimate? Co-crack. Was calling off yeah, Jason Co-crack. He hasn't won before, right? Derek Carr, who's a um, be calling he hasn't won anything before. big. I don't know if he's won before. Yeah, not only that. But in the same no, I context don't think he has. of Tiger Woods, okay, you called a hot route. What's Tiger Woods mean? Right? <laughs> True. <laughs> I think Good it's point. That combination doesn't work. No, 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 no. If I was Gruden, I wouldn't mind mentioning the white, but not in the same yeah. sentence as Tiger Woods. Wake up call with Tony B and Ron Culver. Weekday morning. All right, we're back here on the network coming up in a second. Reminder, you're watching The Middle with Harry Mays, Barrett Brooks, and Aton Shander at the Fritz and B and Cooley Studios live. The phillyvoice.com slash the middle. Scratching beneath the surface. It's the second level on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Aton Shander. Well, normally uh, you are familiar with a segment that we've been running each and every day at this time. And I know, Harry, you were a fan of that as well because we brought you on it a couple of times here. It's just, it's extra work for Ron, who is doing a ton trying to get this station up and running mm-hmm. with our show, I should say. You're talking about the fake news? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So we'll we'll chat it up today. We'll we'll figure out, you know, what we do moving forward and bring it back, I'm, I'm sure, at some point, probably sooner than later, just because it is a nice break and all. Now, Mondays are tough because we have so much going on in the NFL. We, we referenced the Doc Emmerich conversation where we kind of moved away from it a little bit and – figuring out who would be the voice of respective sports from the NHL, NBA, MLB, NFL, whittled it down to a couple of strong names, but nobody represents their sport and has represented their sport like Doc Emmerich. Now, I mentioned I had this NFL story to get to, also something local here that hasn't happened, I don't think, ever, maybe in the history of the NFL, and we saw it up close and personal with the Eagles and Ravens game yesterday. But you have a tweet yeah. that you're dying to get out. Yes, uh, Colin Berger, at Turf Burgers, tweets into the show. And you can tweet us at Shander Show, at Harry Mays, T-U, at The Middle Show. We've got a Twitter handle for the show. Did Whoa. you know this, Aton? Oh, no, it's 
is breaking news. Yeah, this is breaking news at the middle show. Uh, so follow us on Twitter there. And I can't remember Barrett's Twitter handle. It's too long to get into right now. But uh, Colin he's tweets not, us and he oh, says he's not tagged on there. No, he's not tagged on this one. Oh, that's a bad job. Come well, on, he Colin. shouldn't be tagged because he bailed on the show in the first day anyway. Yeah, but we know Colin. Colin is a great Twitter. Twitter. He's a great listener. He interacts. He always has something good and competent to add to the conversation. Mm-hmm. It's at B Brooks 72 NBCS. That's way too long. Okay. Way too long. All now, right. Again, so it's all about whether or not he's verified. He's verified, so we can't change it. He is tr- verified. That's correct. So we can't yeah. change it. All right. All right. Colin says within the first two minutes of tuning into the middle show, I'm hearing about hairless gingers, fetishes, and red rockets. So glad to have you guys back together again. Look, man, that wasn't (laughs) planned by any means. It's not like we came in here. There's just something I can understand. There's just something physically appealing about Andy Dalton. And he probably doesn't get enough love because he's a backup now. And backups need love too, Harry. That's are you all. trying to tell us something here? Is it, Are you trying to break news about yourself? No, I'm not breaking any news. I, I'm a happily married individual, but I can recognize <laughs> I can recognize appeal when I see it. I can give up the props when I see it. Okay. I don't, I don't know if you've seen this specifically, but Dallas is 0-5 against the spread coming into tonight. Correct. Arizona is 0-5 hitting overs this season coming into tonight. So something either both continue, both of those trends continue, or one at least bucks. Wouldn't you think that of all things to buck, it would be the over? Like Dallas, I don't think covers tonight. I think Dallas you, wins tonight. You like Dallas winning outright tonight? Yeah, I do. I like Dallas. I mean, I don't want them to win, no, but I but think if, you, if I have to make a play, I think they're the side. Wait, I tell you, though, this, this total here has moved a, a little bit. And what is it? It's at 54 and a half. It dropped. It uh, dropped can I jump about in a for a point. second? Harry, can I persuade you? Yes. What if I told you Kyler Murray is 5 and 0 oh at AT&T Stadium? Ooh, including Kyler. 5 and 0 oh as as a, a college quarterback. No, 3 and 0 oh as a high school quarterback, 2 and 0 oh as a college quarterback. <laughs> oh. That's enough for me, Ron wow. Culver. I'm sold. Give I love Murray. I love this Culver guy. He comes up. That's that's second level stuff right there. What I mean, man, that's third level. I could never come up with anything like that. <laughs> He's never lost there. Look wow. at this. Carry got over to tonight. Yes. Yes, it does, my friend. What a great stat. <laughs> that is great. What an amazing number right there for you to factor in, Harry. Now you would think specifically you got a problem. You're rolling with the cow. Well, what about the total? 54 and a half. How do they not hit that? That seems high. What, I mean, high for what? Dallas is the worst defense in the NFL. I, I know, but I think Dalton's starting tonight for the first time, right? Well, it's not. No, he played. He came in for Dak and played actually well. Yeah, I know. I know. But I'm saying now that now it's the game plan around him. You know, he's, he's part of the game plan. Okay. They're going to run the football a lot tonight, if you ask me. Good. They haven't run the ball much at all. Yeah. Well, that's, they got to start. They need to throw it to, to Elliott, too, a little more. They, they've neglected. They really have neglected Ezekiel Elliott. This mm-hmm. He's not had a good season, despite them putting up monster numbers. CeeDee Lamb, Gallup, Cooper. Now, I, I think what hurts you is that the line is banged up. but And those guys are just out-out, not like playing through injury. Right. 
Arizona's defense a little banged up. I don't know. These guys, like it's Dallas. Don't you need to default that Dallas is going to give up 60 points until they don't? <laughs> right? I mean, don't you need to keep playing it that way until they don't? Well, I mean, let me pull up their uh, their schedule I'm here. That Tyler Murray thing, man. What yeah, you, you, look ahead tonight. You're blown away by that by that high school data. I was really happy with my Arizona 0 and five against the overs, but now going into it, like Dallas has Arizona tonight, then they're at Washington, at Philadelphia, at Philly, and then Pittsburgh. Okay, we think they're looking ahead to no Washington. No, no. we're gonna give it all they got tonight. They. Dallas gave up 34 last week to the Giants in a win. They gave up 30. They gave up 49 to the Browns. That was the day that uh, Odell Beckham Jr. went crazy. Yes. And yeah. here's the thing, mainly on the ground, like they ran all those right. plays. They gave up 38 to Seattle. They gave mm-hmm. up 39 in a game in which they won by the skin of their teeth. Right. Against the Atlanta Falcons. The only time they've ever looked good and competent was when they were fully healthy and narrowly beaten by the Rams in week one. Right, that 20 was- to 17. But in, the, in that Falcons game, they should have lost. If, if anybody on Atlanta knows the rule of a onside kick, Atlanta wins that game. Yeah, they really, that was the fire Dan Quinn day right away. Mm-hmm. Fire Dan Quinn day right away. Who had the I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of being up. swayed by, by our producer and that oh, data that I he mined. It. I love it. Ron Culver has successfully pushed Harry Mays through the crescendo now. Look at that. Amazing. All right, we've got 25 minutes left on the network. Sports Map Radio, phillyvoice.com, slash the middle. Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, Aton Shander. Keep it in. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. Uh, We thank the great people at Fritz and B.N. Cooley, the Fritz and B.N. Cooley Studios, how you can hear the middle each and every day, 11 to 1 P Monday through Friday. And we still have, I'm sure a lot of frustration locally with the Eagles. And I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of got the feeling and, you know, we've got about 90 seconds or so before we, we returned with the network. And I, I kind of got the feeling that people are accepting kind of this moral victory. Like, Oh, you know, if we only did one thing, if we only did two things, that's why the team sucks is because they can't do those one or two things. No, you're right. But I, I think people, you know, first of all, you're still, I think, get some credit 
from the Super Bowl a few years ago. You know, if, if we're looking at this season through the lens of not having that Super Bowl championship, don't you think it's a little bit different? Meaning people should be fired and right, right. They'd be they'd be wanting to run, you know, Dougie yeah. P out on a rail. But you should still have the ability to call out and be disgusted with what you see without going full fire everybody. No, you're right. I mean, there's, but, no, there's no middle there. How much? I mean, Carson Wentz was getting crushed in this town up until about a week or two ago. Yeah, ever since that final drive to tie the game and force overtime in Cincinnati. Mm hmm. Carson Wentz has looked like a, a better quarterback, but the well, and you also the Foles thing too. Like Foles is succeeding in Chicago, and people are still they can't get rid of Nick Foles. You know they can't they can't stop comparing the two. Yeah, that's a big problem as well. But I mean, John Clark tweeted this out uh, yesterday. The Eagles are now down on offense. Now get get ready for all these names. Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Jalen Rager, Miles Sanders, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, Lane Johnson, Jason Peters, Andre Dillard, Brandon Brooks, Isaac Sayamalu, Matt Pryor, Jack Driscoll. Are you kidding me? That's unbelievable. That's incredible. You're listening to The Second Level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. Harry just read this tweet out in the break. And again, we implore you. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle, how you watch. Sports Map Radio, how you can listen across the country. But the stream is always active. The stream is always live. Things have been discussed and will continue to be discussed in breaks. But you read out this tweet, and that's actually one thing that I was going with on the NFL story that I teased with you because I just don't think we've seen this before. And I can't tell you the last time that I've seen anything like this. I want you to reread now for the national audience that tweet from John Clark about who Carson Wentz was down to. And this at no point, and let me just preface this, Harry, at no point, and we're going to reinforce this tomorrow when Barrett's back with us for the full program. He had to dip out a little bit to go play golf with Ron Jaworski. That's fine. It's Jaws. When Jaws asks something, you go. I mean, this guy brought the NFL. He brought the Super Bowl to Philadelphia. The least we can do is allow Barrett to go play golf with him. Is that fair? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If Barrett gets a pass. Yes. With that. I mean, the draft he brought to Philadelphia. Right. Not Sorry. the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. A little different. Nick Foles brought the Super Bowl <laughs> to Philadelphia. <laughs> Damn it. I knew I All wasn't right. going to say that today. But At let me just say this before you read that tweet. Uh, let me just for me personally, because I have to get this out. Otherwise, it will kill me. But this does not absolve Carson Wentz. This does not absolve. Anything that has been done with the offense, Doug Peterson's play calling, it doesn't absolve the turnovers where every single week now we've seen Carson Wentz turn the ball over, and that is terrible. You can't win games like that. Bad but, fumble yesterday. Yes, brutal fumble. That yeah, led to a touchdown. Yep. But with all of that said, I don't think we've ever seen one guy, one quarterback play with so many people that he can't recognize. Jay Clark, NBCS on Twitter. John Clark says, Eagles are now down on offense. Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Jalen Rager, that's your wide receiving core. Miles Sanders, the go-to running back. Zach Ertz, his lifeline on third down or anytime he needs a play. Dallas Goddard, 
Lane Johnson, Jason Peters, Andre Dillard, Brandon Brooks, Isaac Samalu, Matt Pryor, and Jack Driscoll. How is who are all possible? linemen? How, how is that even possible? That's like everybody on offense. <laughs> I know. Now, uh, seriously, we need to go back and look at tape. Did they pull guys off defense and have them swap jerseys <laughs> just so that they could go back with like an offensive number? Yeah, it's like it's like in high school where you play right. both both right. ways. You know. Yeah. Your, exactly. your, your middle linebacker is your running back, you know? Yeah, exactly. Your fullback is your middle linebacker. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that stays the same is your quarterback. Now, think about this. We talked about Brady and, and the extreme example up there. But even still, you had talent around. Think who in your who comes to mind that has played with second and third stringers to the extent that Carson Wentz has? I don't think you can find anybody in, in recent history that when you look at the lineups that the Eagles have done, like you just read off guys who some of them were second string. Mm -hmm. meaning that both guys, first and second string were out and you had to rely on your third string. We've seen guys go down, especially now this year, Harry, where injuries are rampant, but nothing to this level, like nothing to this point in which guys have been decimated like no this. you're right you're right it's 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 ridiculous i mean and you're talking about second and third string you're talking about the linemen you know who are that no wonder he's getting sacked at a record rate in the nfl he's been sacked 25 times uh already throughout throughout the season now, so what are you playing back there because no I, I i accidentally clicked on nfl.com website yeah, and something started to play what are you doing here i don't know look i got a lot going on copyright infringement you play an NFL highlight, YouTube's going to nail us. I know, I know. Come on, Harry. But I don't know. I mean, who else? Like, who else would it be that we've seen? Well, you can't blame the struggles. Like Cam Newton, is he playing with less? No, at least no. he's got young guys that they drafted. Now, those guys might not pan out, but they've got talent built around him. Deshaun Watson, he lost DeAndre Hopkins, but mm -hmm. they still have guys that were starters. They still have guys, Will Fuller, for example. They still have guys right. who have a lot of expectation, and Fuller's healthy. He had actually a pretty big day yesterday in that losing effort. No, you're so, right. I mean, it, Adam Thielen is healthy. All these guys are healthy. We haven't seen this since big last day. since last year when Carson did it and took him to the playoffs. Yes. I, I don't I just don't know if people understand that this is such an anomaly. This is what makes this story fascinating and more of a story for the NFL. I don't think we've seen this where for two straight years, at least you've had a team decimated by injury. Now, last year, the story, as you said, Harry, is that they were able to make the playoffs and it was right. a really good division. They were, now, who knows? They could still take advantage of that this year, but we'll see Dallas tonight. And I don't know if you've totally flipped over. They're laying a point at home. So it's a good Cowboys line where they don't have to cover at least that field goal. You win and you're in. But maybe Ron Culver's Aaron, um, Kyler Murray, pardon me, 5-0 and at AT&T has full-on swayed you. But nobody is playing with this level of talent, lack of starter talent around him. I no, and, and, and also they're, they're playing some pretty good teams. I mean, they just lost to Pittsburgh and Baltimore. They're two of the better teams in the NFL, right? Yeah, absolutely right. Now, I want to get a, a bigger glimpse of what that screen is behind you because now that your head has moved. No, no, stay stay there. Yeah, look at that. Is that specifically from yesterday? Yes. People can see this? That's a photo from yesterday's game. Correct. 
And it kind of summed up the whole day to me. You know, Carson Wentz was running for his life. He was hit constantly. I think he got 16 hits absorbed in that game yesterday and was sacked six times. Yeah, exactly right. Now, John Shelton is asking on the stream, phillyvoice.com slash the middle, how did Barrett get half day on the first day? Does he have a tea time? Well, yeah. I just told you. I mean, he's playing with Jaws. That's a great question, though. I mean, it's the first day of the freaking show. And you and I didn't even find out about this until like an hour before the show. Yeah. Well, Barrett just wanted to make sure that we were okay with it. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was the big thing. Just, okay, you guys all right with that? Yeah, no problem. Okay, it sounds good. Did you watch last night's game at all? Uh, No. I jumped on the Niners. And I was able to get a couple of points. It didn't matter. They went outright. But there was just something about, you know, the, the Niners, I feel like, are going to be, and maybe there's some other teams like this as well, but I feel like the Niners are that football team this year that is going to royally frustrate the hell out of us every single week, mm-hmm. where whatever analysis you apply, it's probably going to be the opposite. Oh, man, they're going to get killed this week. No, look, watch, they win handedly. Oh, man. They're going to roll through this team. Oh, look, they got beat up, especially at home. Like, I just think that they're going to be so inconsistent, at least from a betting standpoint. They'll drive us mad. But last night kind of felt like they were primed to kind of regress back to the mean, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I didn't play the game last night. I had no interest in it. I was actually actually watching baseball. Oh. I mean, it was a game seven. Well, I I mean, now you and Ron really are going to be simpatico. mm -hmm. You were the only one on the show outside of Culver, the Dodgers honk on this program, who was locked into that last night. Yeah, but I mean, imagine being, you know, it's another blow for the Atlanta sports fan. Think about that. They were up in that series, three to one. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden, you know, next thing you know, they're in a game seven and they, and they lose it. Now, <laughs> here's, what should, here's what should kill you if you're Atlanta, is that the game you went up three one, you were actually you sent the guy to the mound who hadn't even made a start in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It looked like a punt. It looked like the Braves were just willing to punt that game away and then get back to it. I mean, yeah. That, that, oh no, that that was a that was the Dodgers. Yeah, no, no that, that that's was right. Correct. Braves win that, game. and then Kershaw melts, and you're looking like, oh man, you know, you're thinking so- the series is over. Exactly, because Kershaw had another bad outing, and and that was the storyline. And you're right. This is a really great moment for the Dodgers to come back, but I think it's even more disappointing for the Braves. How can you not be? Now, where do you stand on my my specific anti-Tampa sports stance? What what, what is this? I'm out on Tampa Bay. Should we let Harry hear the promo? Yeah, let me hear it, because as you know, my mom lives down there. And I used to live down there for a short period of time. Correct, so I have, a, I have a connection. Correct. You have firsthand knowledge of this. Now, Ron, mm-hmm. is that possible? Can we play for the stream and for Harry the promo of me destroying Tampa Bay that you so successfully assembled? I think we... You got you to gotta give me a second here. Let me find it. No, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I can kill as much time as you need. That's that's another thing that you're known for is, is asking things of the producer on the fly that he absolutely has no clue about. I just needed to know yes or no. I'll give Ron all the time he needs. Oh, yeah. You, we can definitely play it. Okay. I just need... I'll, you can take all the time you need. I'll, I'll read this message from Dom Lewis, who's weighing in on the stream, phillyvoice.com slash the middle, sports map radio across all sports map radio platforms. 
at some point, we, meaning Eagles fans, can't blame the injuries. Popular thing to blame Carson, but we can't completely blame him. I just want people to be real with themselves and acknowledging that this is a bad team, Harry Mays, a bad football team. You are watching a bad football team. Well, if they lose to the Giants next week, then they're 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 a horrendous football team. Okay, yes, they could be worse than than bad. They could be horrendous. Mm -hmm. Is it worth it to make the playoffs? Always worth it for me. You do you think so? So you're on the side of Howie Roseman that they're going to be aggressive at the by the deadline because they want to make a move to salvage the season. I don't think they have anything to trade. Who are they going to trade? Everybody's hurt. You're going to trade Richard Rodgers? Well, they trade draft picks typically. Well, you probably need draft picks to replenish how old and banged up everybody. I agree. Is. I don't think they should. I don't think they should make a move. I, I think they maybe they trade a play trade uh trade Zach Ertz. Oh, that if you, you know trade Zach Ertz at the trade deadline in a season in which you are officially punting, then you might as well fire everybody as well. Like Doug Peterson needs to be out, Jim Short. That's a that is a punt out of the stadium. That's one of those punts that hits the scoreboard at AT&T. Well, Schwartz will probably be be whacked by the at the end of the season, right? Doug, Doug will do that to save his hide. I I think so. All right, let let's do this. I want you to hear this promo. Let's hear then, it. Then we can react to it when we come back and wrap up the program. This is the anti-Tampa sport only sports when it comes to everybody and everything playing in Tampa. Look, the the only thing I'm really disappointed in right now is that Tampa Bay is good in sports. That's just so bad for the rest of the country. Nobody cares about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Nobody cares about the Tampa Bay Rays. It took Tom Brady to go to the Buccaneers just to get some pub. And if that team starts to fizzle, guess what? It will just be about Brady and the mistake that he made my goodness it's nothing personal tampa is a great place to live but there's just something about tampa bay teams that are off-putting i don't know if it's tampa but tampa equals boring is that is that too much like am i going to get in trouble for saying that is that an offensive and people are going to cancel me now because i said that tampa bay equals boring in sports the second level now, what do you think huh? wow that's a blast that man. personal yeah that that is a blast that is a blast tampa, tampa bay, bay is not boring oh, come on not they got a bad a stadium their baseball team has a bad stadium i'll give you that the hockey team is tremendous and they were the class of of the league um Watch them. Nobody cares about Tampa. Sports. Well, you're you're talking about you know you're ripping hockey. Then I watched the Stanley Cup playoffs. Baseball, hockey, and I'm I am ripping- watching baseball. This Tampa Bay bullpen is tremendous. You're not watching the World Series. Yes, I am. Over under on games watched in the World Series for you is three and a half. I'm going under. As many games that are as are played, I will watch. You're gonna sit through tampa bay now i didn't say i sit through it from start to finish without flipping around but i do watch the game okay okay Okay. (laughs) we'll wrap the hour next on the network more on this conversation on the stream it is the middle now come on let me do the show with this culver kid he seems like a nice kid he watches baseball absolutely right (laughs) a quick message from our great friends at fritz and being cool The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney 
is number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. All right. A couple minutes here before we come back, wrap up the show. We'll go overtime for a little bit more on the Eagles and, and continue to talk as things pop in. Did, did anybody speak yet? Did you hear anybody speak yet? Doug Peterson would, I guess, be the one that you mentioned his radio hit in the morning. So outside of that, we haven't had anything really from these guys, right? Uh, no, not not since postgame, no. Okay, just making sure. I mean, I want to get you the quote, though, from uh, from Peterson from this morning. Jeff McClain, of course, does a tremendous job covering the uh, the football team, had this. Doug Peterson on uh, his radio show on failed two-point conversion. He said, we had exhausted all of our red zone plays by that point. In retrospect, should have called our last time out to pick a better play. So he went through the entire play chart and used all the plays. How about you use one over that worked? Thank you. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Gosh. I, I am flabbergasted <laughs> by that. We're going to have to come back to that in overtime. Okay. Seriously, because I, I am – I don't even know what to say to something like that. Now, how long is the overtime? Is this an unlimited thing or – No, it, it's not unlimited. Like Russell Wilson, mm -hmm. Mr. Unlimited. Unlimited. No, no, no. It's not that at all. It's 11 of them. All so right, please, so that's Jake Gaskin. This is the guy who's been muted. Player. Because Let's he use got him properly. terrified and won't tell us. Well, he's out. I'm not an ass man. You're not? No. They, 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 they ruin my day every day. It really is amazing. The Jake Osmond Show, Tuesday mornings from 9 to 11 Eastern. A lot, and it's a good way. Like, all the good qualities, of course. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here. Aton Shander and Harry Mays, Barrett Brooks, the middle will be back for a full program. All three of us, 11 a.m. starting Tuesday morning, Eastern time on sports map radio. And of course, phillyvoice.com slash the middle, how you can watch consume it. 800-224-2004. We'll pump that up too, as we had a lot of conversation in two hours. It's going to fly. So that's yeah. why we overtime on the stream following the program for, you know, five, 10 minutes, depending on how long, things go so we've got about two minutes left on the network for the show now and i'm curious did you see odell beckham go crazy on the sidelines i uh, did not oh by yeah. the way yeah this just in the cleveland oh. browns are still the steelers bitch is that right okay you let's can't just get, get that out and the ravens by the way because that they're zero and one against baltimore this year and i can't imagine that's going to change or mm -hmm. their fate will drastically shift 
after the next game. Now, how are you going to, how are you going to survive tonight, Harry? What do you mean? Well, you can't watch baseball. You're relegated to watching two football games. How are you going to get through tonight without watching any baseball, without watching your beloved Tampa Bay Rays? See, now that's that's a low blow. I, you know, I'm taking the baseball game season was a 60 game season. I didn't watch one inning of Phillies baseball. Okay, I did not want to subject myself to that garbage of a of a bullpen. Okay, all I kept seeing every day on Twitter is people bitching and moaning about the Phillies bullpen. I'm like, why are you doing this to yourself? Uh, brutal but i've watched the playoffs yes i think the playoffs are more watchable than 60 game regular seasons i'll give you that but the fact that you are table setting for the tampa bay rays mm-hmm. you don't give me that you're rooting for the dodgers can't no. you do that i'm taking the rays plus 175 well i'm taking the chiefs minus five and a half tonight your thoughts um i'll, I'll take the other side of that just to take it yeah you're crazy. Go over, <laughs> young man. Go over in that Cardinals Cowboys. Hey, you know, the underdogs were eight and four yesterday in the NFL. Eight and four. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Wow. Hey, Ron, thank you, sir. We appreciate it. We'll chat tomorrow. Hey, you guys have a good one. Thank Thanks, you. Ron. All right. Well, that's, that's something. Now we're live on the stream. Overtime. So okay. Over- so this is overtime. Yes, we're on overtime. Of which we are not getting compensated for, by the way. So well, I got to get that out there. Yeah, well, that that's right. We're working for free here. Mm -hmm. That's how much we care about our audience. Right. So let's go back to that Doug Peterson thing. Okay. What was he thinking admitting that? Yeah, apparently on on the radio this morning, Jeff McClain uh, on Twitter says, Doug Peterson on failed two-point conversion. We had exhausted all of our red zone plays by that point. In retrospect, should have called our last time out to pick a better play. Yeah. (laughs) That, that's that's crazy. Uh, I I don't know why you would admit that. Like that's mm-hmm. let's look at that first and foremost. Why admit that? What what gain do you get? What advantage well, do you have in your hand by admitting that? None. But you you've known him. I mean, ever since he's been here as the head football coach, he's been surprisingly honest. Even you know where he remember when he admitted that he didn't know how to use the headset even before he started coaching. Well, he and admitted he didn't know how to use the, the windshield wipers before he started coaching. Remember that? Yeah. Right. We admitted that. So right. So he's always been that? this way. You know, I'm he's, you know, it's just who he is, I guess. You know, sometimes you you'd be like, man, Doug, did you really need to tell people that? You know, but he that's what he is. Yeah. You know? I, I don't I don't get it, man. I, I think somebody needs to step in and say, yo, yo, dude, you need a filter. You know, like, think about it. It's one thing. Let's let's look at this. It's one thing to say and clam up mm-hmm. and for an obvious question about, hey, Doug, what went wrong here? And clam up and say, oh, nothing went wrong. I do it again. You know, you have these guys. Yeah, he's right? digging he's Dougie. That's when he digs yeah. in. Correct. And he yeah. has done that. You're he's, right, Harry. He's yep. done that before. So I get that we want him to not be digging Dougie and, and not do that and maintain this. No, it was fine. I'd do it again like a toddler. But there has to be middle ground between digging his heels in and not moving and then giving up national secrets. <laughs> like this well, guy, you trust him with high-level clearance. Yeah, but listen, we used to criticize Andy Reid, you know, each and every week when he'd tell you nothing. I got to do a better job and all that. There's little cliches that he would throw out through the media to the fan base. 
I kind of like the, the fact that you get information out of Doug Peterson, even when it's sometimes it's too much information. Yeah, but that's my point is the information that we seem to when it becomes, hey, we're getting something from Doug. It never seems to reflect positive or well on him. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it never seems to turn around and positively reflect well on him. It, it kind of makes him look like dunce cap Dougie. Yes. Yes. When has he ever been th the times that he admitted and he came out and was like, no, man, these coaches, they ain't going anywhere. My guys. No, they're my guys. Right. And the day they were fired. Right. So it just never do we see him coming out and being open and transparent. And in my opinion, it turns around and helps him. It always seems like it. Hurts no, you're him. right about that. that. That's a that's a good point. Um, but I still prefer. More information than, you know, I got to do a better job. Like, I, I, I like when a coach talks. Yes, I I do as well. But again, I, I think my my problem is how can we. OK, let's look at this instead of just bitching and complaining about this. How can we make this work? Where where can Doug be transparent and give us more without it making him sound weak? And look, to your point about Andy Reid, real quick, we wanted more from Andy Reid, not mm -hmm. to reinforce, maybe for some, to reinforce that he was a terrible coach. But I think for the majority of us, we wanted Andy Reid to talk because we just wanted to figure out what they were thinking. Like, what were you doing that it didn't work? Take well, us, give us an explanation. Well, yeah, isn't that always when things don't work is when you want the information because it didn't work. You want it to be like, it's never going to make you look good if you're divulging stuff like that, because the situation is a negative to begin yes. with. Yes. And how do you flip? Yes. But how do you make it look like, or do you just go full Belichick and never give any, like is Doug Peterson better off not giving that answer than he is? Let's look at that first and foremost, because this is actually a really good example of, well, okay, Harry and maybe Aton and everybody else out there, you got what you asked for, mm -hmm. which yeah. is you wanted transparency and you got the guy admitting that they that ran he out ran out of plays. plays. He <laughs> ran out of plays. They had the 86 plays. Yeah, right. 86 offense off the menu. We don't have any more. Right. But I'm I'm saying like there there's plays on that menu that worked to the day, or you wouldn't be in the situation you were in where you needed one more. Go back to one of those plays. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. Why didn't that happen? I don't know. Up, I'm sure. I'm sure that he had some sort of like check mark, right? Or some sort of mental note like, oh man, we ran the RPO with Sanders and yeah. or whatever. Like, why not run the damn play that broke open right. with Sanders for that I mean, huge run that he eventually fumbled? Chip Kelly ran the same three plays his entire offense, right? Inside zone, outside zone. We're two <laughs> so basically it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean Shanahan. Shanahan in uh, San Francisco runs basically the same couple of plays all the time. Yeah. The they just execute them. Exactly. And there's constant motion and all this craziness going on right now. So, yeah, I, I agree. They're, they're just, I, I don't know. I was really frustrated by that. Truly hearing Doug Peterson admit that. I, I just, I don't know what goes on. I just don't know. Have you ever heard of that before? No. We need to talk to Barrett about that tomorrow. Yeah, we will. We will. I mean, can well, you imagine? Ben but, Roethlisberger, are these guys running out of plays? No, but Barrett said the play was there to you know to work. Every play is designed to work when it's executed properly. He said basically, Mylotta blew the play because he he didn't block a guy that he was supposed to block. Yes.
But again, you li- the the more a play, and this goes back to maybe there is a, some element to oversimplifying, not to Chip Kelly extent where you're running the three damn plays over and over again, but maybe there is something to that where you're looking at asking guys like Boston Scott and Jordan Maialata to execute mm-hmm. in a situation where they haven't been asked that before, like a game-winning or game-tying play in this case. Right, but what what other choice does he have? I read you all the guys that he didn't have at his disposal. I mean, it's unbelievable. Where was the ball? They put it on the two-yard line, right? For a two-pointer? Correct. Yeah. You're telling me that Carson Wentz, either in a draw scenario or even a sneak scenario, couldn't get in? Like, hey, no. he tried it on fourth and one too early in the game, at the, yeah. towards the end of the first half, and and that's why because okay, that's why I and I guarantee you, I'm not even asking you. I guarantee you the fact that that play didn't work. That's why he didn't run it again. Exactly right. Possibly, yeah. That that just that drives you mad. Mm-hmm. It drives you mad. I don't know, man. This is a quick week, a quick turnaround. Eagles Giants on Thursday night. And do we even know if Miles Sanders is going to play? Uh, no idea. What happened, man? This They're six-point favorites, by the way, the Eagles. I saw six, yeah. yeah. I jumped in now at six. I thought it might move up. Do you think the line moves up to seven? Um, I figured – I can't imagine people are betting the Giants up to the point where the Eagles would lose this, the, the, you know, the six and, and drop. I mean, it would yeah. take – Sharp money, of course, could come in and move it the other way. But I'm thinking the public looks at this and thinks, oh, all the Eagles need to do is beat this bad Giants team by a touchdown. I'll take it. Right. Well, it opened at DraftKings at five and a half and was bet up to six. Yeah. Right. And that's what I saw, too. That's when I took it. I took it at six because I saw it move the half point. And I was like, well, I'm not going to wait any longer. Yeah. Six, six and a half. But William Hill had it at five and a half, and it's now up to six on their book, too. I don't know. I, I don't see it probably getting to seven. Probably stay at six and a half. Maybe it drops back to six. It is at six. That's what I'm saying. Like it could go to six and a half and then drop back at six. But I don't know. I I just, I don't see it going in the opposite direction. No. And if I lose a half a point and it drops back to five and a half, then I'll take the push. Well, here's how it could move up. What if on uh, Wednesday we find out that Deshaun and Alshon Jeffrey are all going to play? That's exactly. I think we should expect that, right? Yeah. Well, I can't expect it until they they suit up. I'm I'm Deshaun will play on Sunday, but he will play Thursday essentially. Well. Is it fun watching this football team? Um, it can be a chore. Yeah, okay. That's that is the term that I used with you back when we were doing middays on the fanatic for that stretch, and we had all of that Marcus Mariota crap oh. for a summer. Oh, that but, was awful. But that's like watching Chip Kelly's Eagles was a chore. Mm-hmm. It was like a honeydew list of clean the gutters, reshingle the roof, right. watch Eagles. It wasn't an escape by any means. I, no. I wonder, man, this year, like let's just take two minutes or so before we wrap overtime here. I, I for the first time this season, I was not up yesterday. I was not up for the game. I, I sat and I watched it, but I was not like, let's go. Eagles mm-hmm. are up. And I don't like that feeling. Did you? I mean, were you up for that game yesterday? Uh, I was playing golf, actually. I, I missed the entire first quarter. I had to re-watch it. 
You would I, never I, have done that if they were four and one and one. I DVR the game and then I watch it on my own time. Well, is that okay? But that's what I'm saying is that even when you were watching it, mm-hmm. even when you returned to whatever you were leaving from and you were watching it, you're telling me that you were jacked up for that football game? No, no, I wasn't. No. Was it a chore for you though? Because it felt like a chore. For I can't me. go chore. I can't go chore. But I wasn't pumped. Now you're going to be pumped Thursday night? Well, Thursday night, they're going to get a win. They'll See, win Thursday night. I wonder how many people will separate. They're going to beat the brakes off of the Giants versus it really doesn't change much long term. But no, your point about all of these guys coming back from injury, mm-hmm. at least from a betting standpoint, could move it up to seven. But outside of that, I, I don't know. I mean, right now, I feel like unless I have money on the game or I'm running some fantasy stack with Wentz or whoever they're going up against, I have such a limited interest or not interest, but I have such limited emotion attached to these games. Yeah, but this is a division game though this week too. Oh, so what? So I have to get up for the fact that it's the giants, even though this team is ass. Hey, you know, you're probably going to win the division at seven, eight and one. You're right. Yeah. You are right. All right, I want your prediction right here on the record. All right. Close down overtime. Again, we're back Monday through Friday. So that means Tuesday morning, 11 o'clock here on thephillyvoice.com slash the middle. All shows archived on the Jacob Media YouTube page. So we have you covered across the board here. Yeah. All you have to do is go to the the middle show on Twitter, and there's a link that takes you right to where, where the archives are. We, we have to. Uh, now, I've swapped out my browser, and I can't log into Twitter. So I've been mm. out of Twitter for the last, like, 14 hours. So this has been difficult for me. But right now, and we're going to come back to this, right now, today, at 112.36 and counting, who wins this division? I still say Dallas. Not to the point where I wouldn't bet the Eagles on a little bit of a long shot, but I still say Dallas. I say the Eagles now because as long as they don't lose Wentz, because the DAC injury to me um, is you the difference. Tonight. What's that? Arizona. You had them beating Arizona. I know. It doesn't, it doesn't mean I think they're a better team over the course of the season. Okay. Eagles yeah. are The Eagles are going to get healthier, you you got to figure, as the year gets longer, right? You would hope. I don't know. I mean, come on. They can't get much worse. Yes, it has gotten worse. We, you know, Harry. Last year we said that at some point you and I either collectively or individually said, "Look, it can't get much worse as far as the injuries." And lo and behold, it's gotten worse this year. <laughs> Dallas is minus one thirty-three. Philly is plus one sixty. Yeah. I'm looking on the Fox Bet Sportsbook app now. Right, it got worse, and they still made the playoffs. So you think they make the playoffs again? Yes. Boy, here's okay. Here's what I'll leave you with. If Doug Peterson and Jim Schwartz make the playoffs this year with all of the injuries and as bad of a football team as they have, forget firing. They deserve extensions. <laughs> wow. I don't they know just, if I'm willing to go there yet. Look, I'm telling you, they deserve extent. You better lock up Doug Peterson. <laughs> Where's he going? Yeah, exactly. No team is interested. <laughs> you think anybody's calling him about being an offensive coordinator? Like, hey, man, we heard that you might not be around a little bit. Uh, are you interested? The only guy that would do that is Andy Reid. No, uh, he's got Eric Bieniemy. Although he's about to lose Eric Bieniemy's going to get a head coaching job. Yeah, Houston, I would imagine. Maybe. All right, you and I and Barrett Brooks are back. Any final words you'd like to let the audience know? 
No, I mean, I think, uh, you know, this is going to get more and more comfortable. I was a little uncomfortable today in the first show, you know, uh, with all this video stuff. But I think this is just going to get better and better each day. You're a natural on camera. You've got a a mustache. Mm. You like that? Somebody wants to say hi. Oh, the dog? Yeah, come here. Yeah, where is Ace? I can't believe he didn't make an appearance. Well, he's already knocked the uh, the camera around a little bit. (laughs) All right, I can't even hear you. Yeah, yeah, you can. What are you talking about? You were off mic. Look, there he is. Hey, there he is. (laughs) My my buddy, my pal, Ace. He wants to to say hi. He misses you, Harry. All right, we're back. This is overtime. It's the middle. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big. 